Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the MCU Crew. Marvel keeps helping us out, guys. They just keep releasing trailers the mornings right? of the show. It's great. They should really keep this up. I really appreciate it uh, for a young startup podcast like ours to just get all of the... Uh, sorry, our dog's going crazy. All of the, uh, the new trailers. Uh, apparently, this was rumored last night, so I guess I, I caught on like right at midnight, but then I just went to sleep. Uh, but the trailer's out, finally. <laughs> It's out. Well, because it didn't go. It didn't come out till this morning. I don't even that know. That is what it's like. Yeah, I didn't want to dig into it too much. Um, I don't even know if uh, Simu even knew that um, it was coming out because he posted this, which was the official poster for Shang Chi uh, with the costume. Didn't even know. I don't think the trailer was coming out because then I think like thirty minutes later, Marvel actually dropped it. Um, was it? Were they like? Did they frame it as like a birthday gift? Is that what that I think was? So. Like, yeah. Happy They've, birthday! Yeah. They framed it as a birthday gift, exactly. Um, which is great. Uh, first off, before we jump into the trailer, what do you guys think of the costume? I love it. I, mean, I yeah, I have zero mm. expectations for what the costume would be, considering the comic costumes are like ridiculous. Like they're you know they're they're. As garish as the, uh, you know, the Vision Wanda costumes that they, like, Halloweened in the show. You know, it's, it's like, very bright and very crazy. I'm like, I don't know if they're going to do that for the show or for the movie. So, yeah, I'll take whatever. Looks great. Yeah. I think, I think it looks better than the uh, Black Widow uh, poster, at least, because that just looked so unbelievably CG'd. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the only thing real in here in, the, in that photo might have been her eyes. Like it was CG to shit, and this one the lighting looks. Even though this is CG to shit, this one looks a little bit yeah, better. Yeah, I was about to say up. let's let, yeah. let's not pretend this also isn't like they're a hundred percent both down, CG to shit. That yeah. is, someone came in and like did a thing. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, the neck down. It just yeah, but the eyes, the eyes, eyes real. Up, I think that's. I think I think that's him. Yeah, I think that could be him. He's got a good head of hair. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't CG yeah. that hair. You know, that's like a Marvel. That's like a Marvel thing. It's very. You're, you're right. It's very funny. Where they like, all right. Well, the costume's not ready, so we'll just like uh, CG it in. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> they do that frequently. Green Lantern yeah. style. Yes, Green uh -huh. Lantern style exactly. exactly. No lessons were learned. <laughs> no lessons were learned. Memory. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched that. Anyways, you're doing yourself a favor. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it again on the plane this week. Maybe I'll just you know. No, not a good idea. Stay away from it. Okay. All right. Okay. Don't All do right. this. Don't do this to yourself, dude. All right. All right. Uh well, let's talk about that trailer. Um yeah. I think it looks great. I think. Uh, I think it looks great, I think. Well, that is I'm trying to a man I'm trying to small... figure out the the how I how someone had a I, I think someone had a great take and it was like it looks like a phase one trailer where it seems so disconnected from the rest of the Marvel universe, because we don't know how they're going to like mm. connect it. Right. Well, Cause there's so many ways that they could really connect it, but it, it just looks like a standalone movie at the moment. Apart from the guy being in the trailer, that is of course, uh, the Spider-Man do a flip guy. He was also in that bus that Aquafina was driving. Funny enough. So apparently that's the, the normal, the normie guy in the MCU. There's a lot I'm curious about. 
on timeline for timeline's sake. I'm I think I think I remember reading somewhere a long time ago, so this may not be accurate information, but I think based on what we saw in the trailer, it could be true. The idea that like the young version of him is pre-snap and then maybe he gets snapped, comes back and he's like in a different world and so he's no longer connected to cuz I think isn't his All right. In the in the comics, he's like trained by Fu Manchu, right? Which is racist as shit. Like, there's no getting around how racist that character is. And so, um, I feel like that. I think he's not even in this movie. I think isn't his but, dad Fu Manchu? No, I think his dad in the movie, the the retcon is it's literally Mandarin oh. is his father. Like he is in the crime syndicate, and I think. I mean, my guess is that is that this is like it's pre-snap. He's being trained. Snap. He's gone. He comes back, and then he's like out. Right? Like they've moved on without him. And they're like, "You got to come back." He's like, "I don't want to." I feel like that's the vibe I got from the trailer, but I could be way off. I could be a million degrees off of that. I have no clue. Yeah, I watched it like eight times, and I'm still like, I don't think I even know the plot of this. I'm just. Which is Has cool. Yeah, I mean the 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 actual it, it is a teaser, not a trailer. The trailer will right. set up the actual story of the movie sometime right. later this year, I'm sure. Um, Bronze, what what's your take on uh, on what we saw in the two and a half minutes or however long it was? You know, I haven't seen a trailer this season since the Black Panther trailer. You know, like it has seasoning. It it's different, <laughs> sure. and I like that for it. It's just it's so like out of what we've gotten in the past few years that because that's like the one thing I kind of miss about Marvel kind of bumbling around trying to find its way is even though we had some movies that were less than stellar I did feel like um, Thor was very like taste wise and thematically different from like everything else and stuff like that Mm-hmm. And I do think Taika, by going the 80s route and going like the high fantasy metal route, has kind of kept that. But some of the other stuff I feel like has kind of started to mush in and feel the same. So I do like this trailer just because it was so so out of left field. It's not what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's seasoned. It's seasoned. That's a good way <laughs> to put it. I didn't know where you were going when, uh, when you first mentioned that, but no, I, I agree now. <laughs> I like it. It's a good way to uh, to discuss it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm all for. I, I thought the uh, the action that we saw, uh, the small bits of it looked great. Um, the like flashback scenes looked fucking remarkable. There was a giant tiger. No- like that's great. I'm telling you, <laughs> what it, that could all be amazing. Or you know how in uh, uh, I want to say the Snyder Cut, but I know that's not not what that movie's called. Justice League. Yeah. How there's like that epic. 10,000 years ago. Yeah, yeah, that scene, that's so neat. But it's also like, you know, five minutes of movie time. So maybe that, this the stuff we saw could be the whole movie or it could be five minutes in the movie. Either way, I was like, I want to see some wire foo dragon fight tiger slash running up shields flying through the air. With <laughs> I'm like, I'm in for all of this. Yeah, I want to see all of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Not uh, maybe a slight spoiler, I guess, but the Lego set for this movie was leaked last year, last summer. And in said Lego set, 
Lego sets be ruining everything. It's been ruined. It's ruined Star Wars secrets for years. Let's be real. Apparently, in said Lego set, uh, according to someone in my chat, I did not do the research of this, but the legendary character Finn Fang Foom is going to be in here, who is a dragon. He's an alien who appears to uh, us as a dragon. <laughs> so we'll see if they just straight up put a fucking extraterrestrial dragon in this movie. I am. That would be great. Yeah, one day ago, people are posting reviews of the actual Legos themselves. Yeah, okay. I'm sure there's some other ones in there. I, I, I don't want to get into too many of them, but Ben Fang Foom would be pretty badass. He is a... Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, no, it literally is like... terrestrial creature resembling a dragon. Yeah. I want all of that. <laughs> I want all of it. I just I'm like just looking, that they're ramping it up. Like they're, you know, Guardians opened up so many doors. We've said that so many times, but they really are just like, all right, we got a fucking talking raccoon. People love them, <laughs> and we got a tree mm -hmm. who just says three words. Fucking bring on the space dragons! I don't give a shit. <laughs> let's put them in the movie. I, We're going up. It's let's get everything, get it all in. I, I just want to say, ever since playing Final Fantasy fourteen, I am two thousand percent in on the idea of space dragons. I don't know why dragons from space is my favorite concept. <laughs> like they're dragons. They're just from space. Don't you get it? And you're like, yes, I do. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I don't know why. Couldn't explain it. It's true. But the way this, the way this Lego dragon looks is literally my favorite. I sent you guys the image. Wait, <laughs> where this, did you send it this, on Twitter? On, uh, in the call, in the call. Oh, oh, oh if let you, me see. I haven't seen if it If you yet. see this dragon, I, this dragon, I almost am angry that Aquafina doesn't just voice the dragon too. Yeah, yeah, it's just Ryan, the last I dragon, want, X, yeah, Marvel. I just, <laughs> I just want that VO. What the hell is this? It has the silly, it has like the happiest, silliest looking eyes. Like, oh, jeez. Uh, oh, I'm a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Better watch out, I'm from space. I'll get you. I need, oh my God. Mm. And the best part is, is because it's Lego. It like looks a little off, so we know we truly have no idea what it actually looks like. But that right there is incredible. I don't. I I kind of hope that's not uh, like the comic is it version. Water? Do what? Oh yeah, it looks like it is. Is it breathing yeah. water? Yeah, water dragon, obviously from space. Like, does it thing? He's uh, breathe fire. Yeah, he's also a giant green dragon. For reference, I don't know if that's him. That that just might be a different dragon. This I mean, is uh, like the classic Fen Feng Foom. I mean, they did say 100% that they're changing a lot in this movie. Because they were like, look, we openly admit that the comics like have a lot of stereotypes and a lot of racial stuff going on in it. So, sure. you know, you know, we're going to change some stuff. So I don't, you know, who knows what they've changed. Uh, I feel like we'll, I mean, we'll find out. There's a just I'm scrolling on Fing Fing Boom uh, image search and just getting lost. He's just fighting Iron Man, just a giant. Yeah, space oh, dragon. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Iron you got us. Sometimes you got us. It's <laughs> just great. Let's, I, I want to see more of that. Yeah, my yeah, my biggest thing about the entire trailer, I guess the the movie itself is where does it take place in the timeline? Sure. Like just that's for me. That's mm. always super important, and I don't know why I'm like. Where does this movie take place in the timeline? How does it work? 
I want to say, like I said before, I want to say it is they're doing what they're doing with the TV shows. And mm-hmm. I guess even Black Widow. I still, I still don't quite understand Black Widow. But like the idea of yeah. just like where this plot takes place and the best I can make sense is it's like, because I just, I don't know, like what, uh, watching the trailer, he clearly leaves at some point and comes back. So the question is, <laughs> you know, where does he leave to? And I'm going to assume he didn't just like go off to college. Like, all right, thanks for training me, everyone. See you all in four years. Like, I assume that's not what happened. So my best assumption is he gets like snapped, right? Could be. And then he, I don't, it, which it then would place the movie that they shoot. Yeah, would place the movie in that sort of like WandaVision slash, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier era that we're in right now, where it's sort of like everyone's dealing with the aftermath. Yeah. Of uh, Endgame, and I, I think that's fine. Like, I love more takes on what's going on with that world because I think the more you dig into it, the more you're like, "Whoa, that's totally true." If half the things on Earth vanished and then came back, sh- it would be a mess. Like a jet, like it would truly affect yeah. everything that happens. So I'm I'm fine with them dealing with that. I think that that's like it's so much better than just like let's move on. And then the next movie, everything's chill because it super wouldn't be. It would still be a, like, oh, no, we have done terrible, terrible things. Yeah. This planet is crazy. Yeah. So. That's a good point. We'll, uh, we'll have to see it. I, I, I think they would probably put some of that in the actual trailer for it when they get up to, to like, reveal what the actual story of this is going to be. Um, right. To, to try to get people in, I would think. So. We'll yeah, I mean, right now it has the it has the vibe of like I, the, I, while watching the very first time I watched it, watching it on many multiple like, like follow ups. I was like, oh, I know what that is. I know what's going. But like initial watch, it reminded me of, and this goes back to what Bronze was saying. It had a very like early two thousand vibe. It reminded me of every Jet Li movie that came out in, like the early two thousands. It had like that vibe thing. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a hundred percent a good thing because. Um, the oh gosh, what's his name? I don't want to butcher the pronunciation. I think it's Tony Luang. Tony or Luang? I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. The uh, the dude that's playing the father, the dude uh, that right, I think right, is right, like right. the Mandarin. Yeah, that's like a titan of Hong Kong cinema. From yeah, my, he's like, the OG. <laughs> so, like having when you have a cast of actors like that, you gotta put them in there. Like you know, you gotta have some throwbacks to that or pay some homage to that because. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see it. I, I'm going to be interested in seeing how the fight choreography is different for this film versus Marvel films because I have, like, r- ranted about this on my channel, like, 30 times where I'm like, we do not do martial arts that well. <laughs> like, our fight sequences don't have that impact. They don't feel as heavy. So, like, if you go and watch a movie like The Raid and then you go and watch any American film, it just doesn't... I feel like we cut too much. We do too many jump cuts. Whereas yeah. there, I feel like the when it comes to like hand-to-hand combat films, it beat us every time. So I'm excited to see like how much of that comes through in this movie. Same. It seemed like from the trailer, it's there's going to be a lot of it, which it's great. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Someone made a uh, another great comparison on on. It's always fun reading different. Uh, people's views on how the mcu is set up because it's just things that i never even thought about 
they liken the idea of like Captain America setting up the like normalcy with a slight um, peak or nod behind the curtain of like, no, there's some cosmic shit going on to this movie with then Thor being what Eternals is going to do. So like this is going to set up, you know, the idea that I guess dragons and like mythical lions exist or mythical tigers exist, right? And then Eternals is going to be like, by the way, all this shit exists because of this. So I hope mm. that's what they're going for here. Because um, Eternals is a, I, I, again, I, I don't know how they do that movie. Uh, I will, I will be shocked if they can somehow pull that off. Uh, I, I'm sure they will, but I don't, it, there's a reason I'm not a director uh, because I can't even comprehend how you tell that story um, from what I know that story to be. But we'll most likely get a trailer for that after the director wins her uh, wins her Oscar, whenever that goes on, because that Marvel's going to try to like reel in that hype. But yeah, yeah, we'll I'm sure they'll make changes because I felt I definitely felt that way about the Thanos storyline, because like coming at it from like if if you have that context of what the OG story is, I think sometimes that puts some blinders on. Because you're like, wait, so are they going to introduce death and he's going to fall in love with death and then he's going to snap away half the universe because to impress her? No. Because I was like, wait, are they going to introduce this character? Like, is this going to... I was so going into, like, Endgame and uh, the one before it. Infinity War. Fake fan. Can't remember the name. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I was just like, when are they... Is it going to be Hela? Is that going to be introduced as death? Is that... And it's like, they ended up cutting all of that which is one of the main complaints I think a lot of fans of the movie have is like, well, for such a smart guy, why would he just snap away half the universe? It's such a <laughs> stupid solution to world hunger. And it's like, you're right. It is. <laughs> but that's not originally why he did it. Originally he did it. Cause he's like the, he was OG. simping y'all. Yeah. He was, he was, I know, simping all it, but it's TOS. He was Jesse. simping for death <laughs> y'all. He's the OG simp. I don't think they're going to get rid of us because he really we're saying is. Thanos was a simp. I'm pretty sure that, I like, don't know. Disney It's true, is, though. <laughs> as, as, like, that series of comics, the whole, like, Infinity Gauntlet series, when I was but a wee lad, that was the thing to buy. Every time something came out, you were, like, at the shop buying. And I am telling you, even then recognized, like, this guy is going all out for, and she's like, whatever <laughs> he's like but yeah, i love she you baby him. she he'll, he'll be like you can't deny me woman and she's just like she just like turns around and walks yeah. away like i swear to god i will blow up like all this shit for you she's like do it bitch and he's like oh i will girl oh i will <laughs> <laughs> that is the entire premise and then it, it, it almost didn't matter because later you got to see him like break wolverine and shit it was like that you were like i've never seen this before I've yeah. never seen all these here. When there's like a whole page and it's just filled with dead superheroes, you're like, holy crap. That was the coolest thing ever. So the minute they were like, Thanos is uh, in Avengers, I was like, if we don't end up with a movie where half of all the heroes are dead, I'm going to be real pissed. Like that was the, the minute snap, they were yeah. like a big, the minute they're like a big purple man. I was like, I need to see a movie where they not only lose, but like we see heroes die. Like I need to see this. And I was like, I will. It's one of those things I'll never forget watching that with Aaron, who's not like a comic book fan. And I, you start to realize that Thanos is like murdering people just fucking. Yeah. And then you see him snap and 
there like I remember in the theater there was like five or six gasps, me being one of them, because we knew what that meant. And Aaron is like I remember Aaron like grabbing my arm and like doing the 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 girlfriend squeeze arm thing. And I was like, You have no idea what just happened. Like about five minutes later I looked over and she's just like, What the fuck just happened? Are they actually dead? What the fuck is going on? Like Yes, it was a very memorable yeah. scene. Uh, memorable well, even moment, if you know what's going to happen, it's still, you don't know which yeah. which half they're right. going to snap. And so for me, the one that hurt was um, Tom Holland. Yeah, t- they, they really did that one good. Yeah. I, I felt the knife twisting in my chest when they snapped that poor boy. I was like, how dare you? You don't snap, Peter. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they set that, that one so up real good. good. I know it's coming. I feel like they did a really good job of you being like, oh. It's still rough to watch. I mean, it, yeah. the yeah. idea that he knows it's coming. Yeah, it's, it's so fucked up. I, I think I think the the big differences with the like the outcome of it, uh, I knew we, they had to do a lot of changes. Because even um, Adam Warlock isn't even like in it. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't exist. Isn't even a, I, mean, I was like, all right, they're going to have to do but... massive changes to the story. Because like. He's a major character in the Infinity Gauntlet stuff, and he's like in a box yeah, somewhere a... on a gold planet right now. <laughs> right. I was like, so I don't think that's going to happen. So, and I was like, obviously, you know, there's Nebula is a huge character in the in the comic book arc, and like, I don't know. I I, I was like, I have no idea where they're going to take this, and I think they went like a fun way with it. Uh, but I also can understand how it's like. Everyone's like, it's kind of a cop-out, though. But that's what all comics are. Let's not pretend. All comics are like, we've killed everyone. Mm. And then they're back. Like, yeah. That's just not, like, yeah. that's what it is. It's it's how it works. Yeah. And then you get another 10 years with your favorite character, and it's fine. You just get over it. You're like, well, that there's 85 million Earths, and it's fine. We'll just go to another one, and a portal will open, and everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. Yep. Don't even stress. Yep. I mean, people always complain about that, though. They're always like, oh, you know... I wish in comic books, if the characters died, they stayed dead. And I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I consider them different encapsulations of the story. And I would hate to see Jean Grey go away forever. Like Dark Phoenix Saga yeah. is amazing. It occupies its own special space in comic book history. But it would, it, it is sad if you see characters just permanently taken out of rotation. So I don't get mad when they bring them back. How many times yeah. has Wolverine died? You know what? God bless that hairy Canadian man. We need him, I think. <laughs> yeah. We do. Yeah. We do. Look, Without a doubt. Uh, as a, an angry, angsty 13-year-old, you, I needed Wolverine. I needed Wolverine in my life in all capacity. I needed to be like, yeah, I too am angry enough to slash metal. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> that's true. That's all Why he does, right? Like that's that all he does. That's that's how I talked to thirteen. Oh, apparently, this is like, this is Jesse's YouTuber voice. That was his real voice. He doesn't really. He's a very so, oh yeah. Hello, this is how I talk in real life. <laughs> and then you know, my real voice is like, oh jeez, I can't wait to splash metal. Oh boy, it's true. This yeah. is all exactly. Uh, exactly. I've been putting correct. on this voice for years because I didn't want people to judge me. That's true. But now I can be true to myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh someone in the chat, uh Escavon one in my chat was saying that uh, apparently that moment uh with Spider Man and Tony Stark was all improvised. That was not in the original script. Um that was something that Tom Holland like riffed on and then they went back and changed a couple things to make it work. So 
I can. I I've so so. I'm really curious about the timeline of Spider-Man and the way they fleshed out the Tony Peter story. Just because I don't know if any of you follow the rumor mill this week about mm. like Spider-Man movies. There's a lot, but uh, yeah, apparently they were going to be like totally different and a lot was changed, but those Spider-Man movies that we got because Spider-Man in his own movie kind of plays second fiddle to Tony. Yeah. Him getting snapped in Avengers, I thought was a more powerful moment. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I have a lot of curious questions about behind the scenes stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope that because um, we've been getting like the making of stuff now. At the end of it, we got one with WandaVision. We're getting one with with Falcon and and Loki and all that stuff and and Black Widow, I think as well. Um, I hope they go back and like do those old movies. And talk about things that they, you know, were going to change or things that were originally. Honestly, what I want is just like a two-hour podcast with Kevin Feige of like, what did this, like, talk about the different ways that this could have gone. That, <laughs> I feel like board. that's. He's, he's the like man that knows everything, years. right? So. I feel like that's in 20 years, though, when, like, he's sure. out and can say truths and not just like. Let me tell you what Disney would like me to say. You know, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need some time to pass before he's like, "All right, here's the dirt. Here's what happened." Yeah, it'll be a sad day when when he steps away from the the MCU at large because I I don't know of anyone that can do what he has done at this point. Uh, it's pretty remarkable for sure. Um, but anyways, uh, jumping roll. I don't know the Russo brothers, but that's. <laughs> I had to troll. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so chaotic. Very chaotic. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Now, going back real quick to the Shang-Chi trailer, I just wanted to mention uh, I'm actually very excited for Aquafina being in this movie only because I watched Raya and The Last Dragon, and she was fucking remarkable in that movie and stole that entire movie and made that movie happen uh for me so i cannot wait for her to uh kind of continue that role of sidekick funny character uh and i hope she sticks around for a very long time she is lovely she's great yeah am i the only one who doesn't like her voice really i mean that's that's, it's hard for me i don't know why is it the scratchy bit can't help. Yeah, her voice. It it's hard for me because it's it is, so scratchy. It is like a. It is like a. I've been smoking every day for eighty five years. Voice. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it also it, it also in my mind like I like people who have flavor, right? Like there's something about them mm-hmm. that's a little off. And so with her, I love the fact that she just doesn't sound like anyone else. That's I'm fair. like. I love that about you that I know who, like I recognize who you are immediately. Yeah. And I think that's unique. So I love, I love uniqueness in people and actors. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was also great in uh, crazy rich Asians. Uh, another fantastic movie. If you have not seen that yes. for sure. So. I'm excited for Michelle. Yo. I mean, there's a lot of great actors <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, uh, what I'm trying to think. Where, why do I know that name, Bronze? Why are you excited for Michelle? Yeah, tell me. She, she okay, so she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's probably the biggest one. Oh, okay, okay. 
Yo. Yeah, she was in a lot of like like a martial arts movies back in the day. And then there's that one movie where she's like training to do this jumping puzzle. It's like this really cheesy nineties oh, movie. In Crazy Rich yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. Somebody in chat will know, I'm sure. There's, like, this movie where her dad is training her from a young age to, like, do, basically do this elaborate jumping puzzle. It's, like, jumping puzzle, the movie. And then she was also in Super Cop. Oh, she and... was? No. You're about to make me look up elaborate. jumping puzzle, the movie. Like, somehow I'm going to Yeah, I'm trying out. to figure out, like, which that would be. Because I'm looking at her IMDb. She was in Sunshine. Silver Hawk. Somebody in chat knew. Silver Hawk. What is it? Silver, Silver Hawk. Hawk. From 2004. Was it Silver Hawk? No, that's not the one. Chat, Silver Hawks is an Animu from 1986. That's pretty good. It's a Hong Kong science fiction action film, is what Silver Hawk is. Mm -hmm. With her lightning fast <laughs> motorcycle and hard hitting martial arts. Skills. Silverhawk is the worst nightmare of criminals or criminals? Wow. Criminals uh, all over Polaris City. Oh. Uh, we gotta figure out the jumping puzzle movie. The touch. <laughs> is that it? It's called the Let's touch. See. Yep. Siblings Yanfei and Yue Tong are the star performers in a traveling acrobatic troupe. One day, Eric, a man who has apprenticed with their late father, shows up. Uh, in possession of a storied ancient artifact. After Yue Tong pilfers the item and heads for the countryside, her sister and Eric give chase, but soon realize they are being pursued by a wealthy art collector, Carl, and his murderous goons. And they have to do a jumping puzzle to beat it, and she's like, an, uh, like a trained acrobat. Okay, the movie's plot itself is very stupid, Seems. but when I was young, I was obsessed with this movie, and the things she does in that movie, big fan. Big fan? Big fan. Okay. Yeah. All right. Add it to your list. Check it out. Yeah. He's, <laughs> she's a, she's just fabulous. Yeah. I I just learned that, man, I just learned that um, the movie, upon initial release, they didn't finish all the visual effects, and it wasn't until the DVD they finished them all. For which? The Touch? This movie, The Touch. Oh. They didn't finish all the visual effects, and they just released the movie, and then they're like, I guess Miramax came in and added like added the rest of the digital effects for the DVD release. Yeah, it that wasn't. So weird. Nice. I think it nice. was one of those things when I was Bronze young. Is I reeling it back weird. now. <laughs> well, I didn't say I loved the movie. I said I loved her in it. Sure, <laughs> sure. We get, it. we understand. We get where you're coming. <laughs> oh man, silver, silver. Check it out. It's good. And the truth. Uh, <laughs> um. What else? There's one last bit, not necessarily rumored. There was just a photo that came out of the uh, Thor Love and Thunder set with uh, with these three cool-looking guys just hanging out, looking cool. Matt Damon, Chris Hemsworth, and director Taika. Just chilling. They actually filmed nothing. They just all <laughs> came and posed for that, and that was so it. That's all this was? That's all the reason also, Matt Damon's there? Also, I just want to say, uh, I know, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not judging the beautifulness of taika waititi not okay. not even remotely gonna go there but okay i love everything this photo reminds me of like every college photo where there's like the two bro dudes and then they're like dorky friend who's like in it like <laughs> i'm cool too dudes it has that vibe and i love everything about this photo it's like the two guys who are like yeah we know we're cool and then like 
I also am a cool one. I love it. It has that. It has that vibe to me. I've seen this photo a million times growing up. This is yeah. This is a great photo. There you go. That's the photo. Oh, I'm just getting well, upset no. here looking at Chris. Uh, Chris, that's that's all. Mr. Hemsworth is the gene man. That man him. can yeah, like Jesus. truly wear a cardigan. Fucking asshole over here. Man has like got a chiseled everything. Of people wore that they would look like idiots but he wears it and it's high fashion yeah it's bullshit that's what that is <laughs> no way i'm gonna start rocking a cardigan and everyone's gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it down for him i'm gonna take him down like are when you gonna dad, wear that cardigan when your dad discovers music that you love and is like it's good i'm gonna ruin this for everyone i'm gonna start wearing cardigans and be like what i'm rocking it what it's gonna happen i actually think you could rock a cardigan jesse i know i could i think i'd be very good in a cardigan there's a like lot a of smoking jacket jesse i think you could the smoking jacket i, I own a great. smoking jacket I do, I do a whole show in a smoking jacket you should. <laughs> don't you worry you should. i have one it'd work yeah it'd work. i uh i'm interested what this photo means because the movie my assumption was we weren't going to get a lot of actual four well not Thor, you know thor thor you know what i mean yeah like oh gee i don't know i don't know what i assume this movie's gonna be i guess i have no clue my thought it was it was supposed to be like what's happening on earth with the asgardians <laughs> versus like thor's out in space so the fact that they're all on set maybe they just came to like hang out i don't know but matt damon's part of it i don't know well matt y'all i don't know i mean loki's gone right in this universe so i mean we'll find out he might uh, yeah you, maybe, maybe they maybe like all right find out. we're gonna have you you're friends with your brother in this universe and we need you to monitor it blibbity blop blop <laughs> right and then he just shows back up uh that would be an interesting and, and funny scene um to see maybe not funny maybe it'd actually be quite sad and depressing um yeah i don't i don't know I don't know. This it's, it's Loki's it's death was definitely intriguing. the most grisly. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was great, though. That was a great way to start that movie. It was like, oh no, this is gonna be bad. Yeah, I was ready. Yeah, it definitely like set the the tone for sure. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, I, I thought it was. I'm more into like a sad slash depressed, but not like a fat thor thing just like the the scene i, I always think about the scene uh fat thor all day og fat you're, thor, you're, bring in, him back. you're into fat thor i mean i, I oh don't mind God. the appeal it's of like that like the ridiculous look beard that's that fine when he gets yeah. lightning channeled into him suddenly ends up braided i need more of that thor yeah. i need more of like i guess i'll fight braided beard that like, that, that, that was what as long as we don't like i don't want to see thor like playing Fortnite anymore with Taika, right? Like uh, the the Korg or whatever. No one, no one wants to see that. Like yeah, that's yeah, you yeah. know that no was one, one scene. That. I but I do think like the the scene between Thor when he's with uh, Rocket Raccoon going back in time with his mom from the different timeline, like that type of Thor. That type of Thor is great. I, I'd love to see the like sad slash serious, but also still kind of comical. Um, that type of thor but who knows we'll see when the actual movie comes out or when i guess a trailer comes out because i think that was last week's show or the first week's show where we just there's a lot that they're doing in that movie uh that 
the story that they're trying to tell is pretty difficult. So we shall see. We shall see. You guys want to talk about that? I'm still trying to sort through my feelings through Fat Thor. Oh, yeah? You're not, you're not no, sure where you stand? There's only one feeling to have. Fat Thor, he's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, I don't have an issue with that. I think it's more like there was parts of it where I felt like it was played off as a joke when yeah. I think it could have been a moment of like, it could have it could have had a little bit more of a somber tone to it where everyone was like, ha ha, Thor's fat versus like, yo, he's going through it. And I kind of like that he maintains that physique and still brings the hammer down, relatively speaking. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of like that they weren't like, oh, he's immediately fit six pack abs again and he's right. kicking ass because it's like even in the state, he's not lessened. He's still Thor. But it did feel in certain places where it's like. Ha! Oh, look at him. He's depressed and fat. Look at this pathetic man. And I'm like, yo, he's going through it. Who among us? I mean, how many of you have gained weight during the pandemic? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's I I don't know. I think it could have been a moment for them to have something like. I wish they had played it as less of a a goof, like a comical a, joke type deal. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I feel like it's sometimes it. like yeah. Which is, you know, that that's kind of what I was saying. Like the moments when he's, the moments where he's, where they truly show how sad he is, but how like also on the reverse side, how happy he is when he's like talking to his now, in his timeline, uh, mother who who passed away. And, and yeah, those scenes were great. And I guess in, it could be argued that because they did make light of his situation in the other moments, that those moments were more impactful. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. It did suck that they made like light of a lot of that. uh, It is a, uh, like, it is a very interesting take in that if you do look at those movies, like from the get go, everyone he knows and loves is like his entire society is destroyed going into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then his brother is killed and then like his friends are killed. And then, like, you know, he, Jane doesn't ever want to talk to him again. Like, going into it, they do play it for comedy, but I feel like they decided they had to because, like, his story is so depressing. <laughs> it's like, everything that happened, that man sucks. And so I, I think that is also what makes when he goes to see his mom, like, when she's like, yo, you've had a rough couple of years, dude. I, I think it makes that scene all the better. But, yeah, you're totally right that – um. Yeah, he's he's going through he's it. He's going through yeah, it. Yeah, man. I we've yeah. referenced this line on the show, uh, but the line that Thor said, I'm reading the direct quote from IMDb. I went and looked it up. Uh Thor says, you know, I'm fifteen hundred years old, I've killed twice as many uh enemies as that, and every one of them would have rather killed me than uh not succeeded. I'm only alive because fate wants me alive. Thanos is just the latest of a long line of bastards, and he'll be the late the latest to feel my vengeance. Fate wills it so. And Rocket goes, and what if you're wrong? And Thor says, well, if I'm wrong, then what more could I lose? Like, that, like it's insane that that, that line is that well-written. Uh, it encapsul- yeah. like, encapsulates everything around that character uh, up until that point. of uh, That's from Infinity War, I think. Uh, right before he makes the, like, the weapon. That is so crazy. Like, I never in the history of any of these films have I retroactively looked back at Thor's character because most of the time when I think of Thor, I think like how I didn't like the first two movies at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. all right. 
But like Thor always was like, even in the comics, I was like, he's a fun addition when he shows up and other people's stuff. But like, I'm not a big Thor guy. And um, it's interesting to see Thor handle loss and grief and how they chose to deal with it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where it's kind of like, like poked fun. It's not poked fun. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like they clearly it's had light. to navigate. Yeah. yeah. They had to light navigate heavy. how to like have a god deal with like, you know, they were like, he's a god. He's perfect. So let's make him not perfect, which I think is a fun concept. But it's also one of those things that like, yeah, even moving forward, if you throw him in with the Guardians crew, like he still lost. He still lost everything. So may, I, I have no I have no clue, like, you know how they move with that character. If they just like, no, he's just silly Thor again, but I don't know. Like he's still it, it, like nothing changed. He still lost everything. He just helped kill the guy that, you know, well, took everything from him. I, I don't you know. know. You, you bring all that up and it just crossed my mind. Like if they go with the idea or with the storyline that uh, Jane gets cancer, that could be real fucking dark. Darker. Yeah, <laughs> that dude. Could be really fucking dark. Right, like, yeah, we'll see. I, but but again, I think that's I also. Don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna follow that story arc. I think it's if they do, it's gonna, gonna be like red goo sickness. You know, they're gonna they're gonna lower the, the infin- stakes. Yeah, reality. the Infinity Stone sickness or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's gonna I, hit, especially with you know chadwick boseman's passing i just think that's gonna hit way too close to home for way too many people you know Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't i don't know i think it's i think it's up for debate like where it could be like okay well that's an important part of jane foster's storyline so removing that would be a disservice and we have to keep it in but Mm -hmm. i mean i've lost my grandmother and my aunt to cancer and it's like one of those things where it's like reading that comic was rough sure just rough and so with a comic you can like put it down and like so like are are they if they do do it are they going to put a content warning on it because that's not one of those things i think you spring on people in the movie theater like oh by the way here's an extended plot line of someone slowly dying (laughs) yeah you know cancer have fun with that like i think that's something you definitely need to warn people about like going into it because a lot of times you you haven't seen in a while yeah yeah, that I don't know. I don't know how they're going to handle it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. It's tough. There's, I don't think Disney would ever give us like a movie that would, re- you know, like I don't think we'll see a cancer story. I just don't. From I mean, Disney, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I would have. This is somewhat of a transition, but it, it, it's framing how I look at the MCU now with the latest episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Disney you might as well might. fucking just go head on, right? Like the episode five, they just, uh, they don't fuck around <laughs> with a lot of yeah. commentary on every, they just went like straight into it. Uh, and so with that in mind, maybe, maybe they're done like, you know, uh, skirting around that type of stuff and they just go straight into it. Um, we'll see. You never I, know. I wonder if, if, it does feel to me like because they have such a big, I don't know if soapbox is the right word, but they have such a big platform where everyone knows these movies. Everyone knows this cinematic universe, everyone around the world. Like you can watch 
countless videos on YouTube of people reacting to the end of Endgame. Yeah. From around the world, like from like every part mm. of the world. And so I, I wonder if now that there's such a big platform and now they've reached so many people that there, there has to be someone at, you know, Marvel or Disney or someone who's like, Hey, it is behooven to us to do like, we have to, to like, ha you know, if we have a soapbox, we can have like a good message in our movie. That's mm -hmm. like a right thing. I don't know. You know, like I said, Disney shies away from a lot. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of like universally uh like easy messages to get out. Like like you know, there's things you can say and most people will be like, "Yes. Agreed." Right? And 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 I think um at the same time you can also be like, "Hey, we're going to we're going to have a conversation for an entire episode about like some race stuff. Get ready." And expect like some parts of the internet are going to be mighty pissed about this, but you know we we're fine, yeah. we're fine with it. I didn't dive and into I think the internet I being think pissed at that. Uh, oh, I, 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 in, my, in my in the back of my head, I was like, oh yeah, someone's probably upset about this, but I'm mm -hmm. sure I'm sure mm -hmm. it exists. Mm -hmm. Sure it exists. Um, but yeah, let's let's jump into uh, into episode five. Uh, the rumor mills were kind of light uh, this past week. I think uh, Shang Chi. Shang Chi, rather, was the the big thing with the trailer dropping this morning. Um, you were right, though. You were right. You told me that you're like Shang Chi's coming out. We're gonna have something to talk about. I was like, no way. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Uh, episode five, entitled "Truth." God, there was a lot. I so I watched this episode last night. I did not watch it Friday or Saturday. Uh, Poe came out and claimed my life uh for the past 36 hours or 48 hours uh and so i watched it last night and so it's still fresh in my mind uh there's a lot in this episode it was a huge yes. episode like an um, hour long something like that is crazy i didn't even know that it was like that makes perfect sense to me that it was longer uh like actual running minutes longer um i didn't feel like it was quote long like it kept going there was just mm -hmm. so much shit that happened uh across this episode um yeah. we'll go through it kind of chronologically and then and then discuss it as, as one um so it starts off and we're right after the scene that ended episode four after he uh killed the uh the the man with the shield it's got blood all over it and we're kind of alone with walker in kind of a rundown building uh so to speak and uh right from the get-go what like a performance i think from um from that actor whose name i'm i'm blanking on right now uh it was just just amazing like he was just in there by himself carried the whole fucking scene and and continued to carry the scene as soon as uh sam and bucky showed up yeah wyatt russell there we go um absolutely uh you know nailed that moment of just like what the fuck happened talking to himself a little tinge of of he's going crazy like he's he's freaking the fuck out as he probably should be he knows what he's done is like going to completely screw him from here on out um and then sam and bucky show up and he's like you're not taking this fucking shield right <laughs> like i will fucking die right here before you take the shield and and the other thing that i love is that they kept the blood on the shield the entire fight um, and like did close up shots of the shield the entire fight with the blood on there. Um, mm -hmm. it, it was a, a very 
awesome way to open up the episode, I felt. And, and Wyatt Russell just completely nailed the, uh, the acting portion of it. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was a great way to start the show. And even, even like the little title card reveal was like somber. It wasn't like mm-hmm. to this like grand entrance of music. It was just like, all right, that happened. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And now we're going to go somewhere else. Um, what did you guys think of the, uh, the opening? Well, Bronze, we'll start with you. You could pause every frame of like, I want to say the first five minutes of that episode and make wallpapers out of it. Yeah. They were, they were very grandiose in the, in the framing of every shot. And I appreciated it. It was not lost on me. There was like several, like just parts you could just screen cap it. And it's like, it's like a desktop wallpaper. So I think my favorite thing about that scene was for me, it, humanized that character a lot in the sense of how painful that has to be um and how in his own way he kind of is captain america-esque because there's a moment where he's kind of broken and he's on his knees and then he says okay back to work like the way he compartmentalizes i think it really just puts this like line in the sand that we were talking about on the first episode of MCU crew when I was talking about how like, Oh, well, you know, Steve Rogers was a good man. John Walker is a good soldier. Like just like a soldier, like he's been taught to just, you know, do the work and let's unpack this later. Mm. And I'll, I'll get into why I think that was like a really strong theme later on in the episode, but yeah, it, it was, I think it was beautiful. And I think it also in that moment, like, Seeing seeing Bucky and Sam be like, you know what, this is ours. Yeah. You also get they're upset. They're like, and and there's like this entire part where it's like that type of stain doesn't come off. Cause even when the shield is handed to Sam, it he just smears it around. Like yeah, blood, be, blood's impossible to get out, right? Yeah. Like cleaning, like you're, you know, this isn't something that's just going to go away or wipe off. Like this is something that's going to have to be corrected in some way, you know? Yeah. The entire scene is filled with so much symbolism um, from him, like ripping off his wings to um, the idea that like Bucky fought alongside Cap against Iron Man in Civil War in that same scenario of a fight. So like Bucky's been there, right? Like He knows how to handle mm-hmm. this fight. Um, I also love the, a lot of times in fight scenes, they always do the like, oh, I'm going to move at the last moment in a miss and like destroy the wall or something behind you like that moment. And this one, it showed like, oh fuck, Bucky is not messing around. He just ripped that thing. And it was like a steel girder or some shit that just got ripped Mm -hmm. completely into like, he was not pulling his punches whatsoever. It was out for blood there. Um, it was and- also kind of interesting to like piggyback off your point of like we've seen Winter Soldier and Captain America fight together. The synergy between Bucky and Sam is not the same as the synergy between Steve and Bucky. And we really see that in this scene because, yeah, let's be real, they get the dog shit beaten out of them. They do. <laughs> yeah. And to think that these two do like, you know, this like that, that synergy isn't there. Like they fight well individually. But they're still trying to feel out fighting well together, which I kind of like. It's not something that, you know, you can't fake the funk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you cannot fake the funk. That is a way to put that. 
um, <laughs> for sure. I think they kind of get it together in terms of their like final, the final move, uh, right? Where he like runs at the shield on one side and uh, yeah. yeah, that was a great scene. And then the arm pop was also just like, Jesus, fuck. Like that was, a, I was not, not expecting that to be as violent and is in your face as it was when it happened. It was, uh, it was definitely a lot for sure. Um, Jesse, what's your take on the, uh, the opening scene of episode five? Uh, I mean, I think the two of you explained pretty much why it's so impactful. I mean, I, I think the, the one thing that seemed very obvious is the moment that they were like, come on, dude, give us the shield. And he was like, Oh, I see. Uh, I, I, I knew that moment was happening. I saw it coming a mile away. Cause of course he doesn't see you know, because he's compartmentalized, because he can cut off parts of himself, he then sees them being like, dude, just give us the shield, you know, like you're done being Captain America. He doesn't see that, the reasoning behind it. He sees them being like, we've come back for the shield that we gave you. And, you know, you've always wanted the shield and now you're trying to take it from me. Yeah. Like that kind of vibe. I think they've done a very good job of making him a character who is both incredibly flawed but also a character who you're kind of like i know he's a bad dude but like i feel really sorry for him like there's something about him that's sad oh yeah like dude. really yes and i don't it's not like i don't want to say pathetic but there's like something about him that's like a very sad like he's been through it and it and and i think the scene later where he just yells at congress i'm like yeah like i i get why this guy's like i devoted my life to y'all and this is this is how you treat me and i think that he you know bronze is right he's this perfect soldier and he you know he's a great weapon to be pointed at stuff but he's not like he doesn't have the ability to just be like i need to determine what like a good person would do he's like i'm gonna get the job done like that's yeah. it he's like i'm gonna get the job done and the job will be finished and i'll move on and, I, you know, Cap would sit there and, like, <laughs> think way too long on a subject and get in his own head about stuff. Like, that's what made Steve Rogers great because he would, you know, he wasn't a soldier at all by any means. He yeah. was like, if anything, if anything, the first Avenger movie taught me he was a terrible soldier. Truly, he didn't follow any orders. He did his <laughs> yeah. own thing. Yeah, he followed He was very compass. bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that also plays into like everyone treats Walker like a soldier. So he kind of has to be one because even yeah. in that moment, they're like Sam is doing the Sam thing where he's really good at like counseling vets. Right. Yeah. But then he's like and he's and it's working. And then he's like, but I need that shield. And there's this moment where you realize like he's not here to check in on. Hey, Walker, how you doing, buddy? That was crazy. What happened? He's like, give me the shield. And as yeah. soon as Walker realizes that, that he's like a weapon to be disarmed, kind of as a parallel to Bucky, we see how he is having the opposite journey that Bucky's having, you mm -hmm. know, in some ways where Bucky's becoming like less like a like a weapon to be pointed at something. And Walker's becoming more like a weapon to be pointed at something because I felt for him in that scene. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. there's a moment where it's like, oh, did they they're actually being really nice to him? Did they come here to chat? And then it's like, no, they didn't. They came here for the shield. <laughs> there's a yeah the exact reason why there there there's the shield yeah yeah and i know there's gonna be people that are like oh you don't feel any empathy for the person that he he killed and it's like i i do but i also i think he's like a a victim and a you could be a victim and also be a absolutely totally 
It, it, they nailed that. Uh, like the fact that he quite literally killed a man moments before this and in the, the episode before this. And a lot of this episode has me like, you know, he's not that bad of a guy, guys. Like we, he's, he's just got a shit. He's, it's the government that did this to him, right? Like he was just doing his follows his orders the entire, like that type of rhetoric in my head. Like, yeah, it, it was very well done. There, there's like a weird disconnect in superhero sagas where it's like we watched a guy kill a man and the result was like damn like we gotta take this guy's shield what a what a bad guy he is but if you go back to i don't know like i think it's the beginning of winter soldier where they go on that boat and cap like murders yeah. 80 dudes with his shield well you i know, thought about that too yeah like, but the thing was is that but he did it, it for good reasons like it's an interesting dichotomy yeah. in like what we see i don't know yeah, it also wasn't filmed, and it also didn't have like quite literally the the blood stain uh, that occurred. Yeah. So it, it's it's I mean, a great foreign policy series. take, right? If you if you yeah. think about the real world, uh, they're making a lot of statements uh, without saying anything, a hundred percent, right? Like, uh, I mean, like how many people did Sam kill in episode one? In episode I remember. One, yeah. to- like those people are dead those people <laughs> yeah. are dead we could sit here and pretend that they're not but those those helicopters that sam blew up those people are freaking dead i think mm-hmm. it's part of it's like the visceralness of it like that he beats him to death with the shield like i think that's part of it and i think you know but it's like i don't know it's and i think it's being in a public forum yeah. that the victim was defeated you know, like the person was defeated. They had their hands up. But I don't think we can make the argument that, oh, other superheroes haven't murdered people. They 100% have. Like, it's that this dude was on the floor asking for mercy and he got. But that's also like a superhero trope, too, where there's the bad guy. He's on the floor and he's like, mercy, please. And the last me like pulls out a gun and then they kill him anyway. And it's like, well, he pulled out his gun. So I had to kill him. He's like, he's still down on the ground. He just like one last time tried. He like yeah. tried one last. You could have just knocked his gun away and been like, bitch, no. And then arrested him anyway. But you killed his ass that time. That time you killed him. It happens all the time in movies. All I'm saying is the difference is very slim. Like, oh, he was going to kill me. He was going to kill you the entire time. He just tried one last time when he was on the ground. Just knock his weapon away and don't kill him that time. Everyone's yeah. like, no, no, no. That's when you take him out. Right? <laughs> it's, I'm just saying very slim. Very slim yeah. difference. A lot of real no, world I, parallels I think, like, for sure. No, I agree with that. I because I and and I mean that comes into the scene with the with the court scene Jesse was talking about too, where it's like, oh, yeah. if he had done this behind closed doors, would anybody have given a shit? My vote is no. Mm-mm. I think if he had done that behind closed doors, people would have been like, "That's fine." Well, yeah, they wouldn't. They just wouldn't talk about it. They just move forward. Which yeah. a lot of real world parallels, right? Like. The, the fact that quite literally everyone had their phone around that fountain when he killed them is like the most real world parallel that that shit is probably not that episode, but in the real world for, you know, a thousand years, there's been awful shit that people have done, but no one was able to pull out a recording device and, you know, present that to yeah. the rest of the world. Um, and in that very moment, we saw that, right? Like it, it this, mm-hmm. this image of America and like, uh, the shield being there and everything that, that represents in the MCU and all that just in a single act completely gone. Right. 
Um, they didn't they didn't really get into that aspect of it, um, but I hope they do. Right, like I hope they talk about how much that there there was a little bit of it when uh, was it Torres um, the like the Falcons uh, mechanic the is, new Falcon uh, new Falcon potentially uh, <laughs> yeah if the, if the comics are uh, anything to go by yeah he he talked a little bit about it but um, yeah it it was a a very remarkable thing uh, to occur and then the way that this episode opens up uh, was a awesome way to like get you inside the head of the person rather than like uh the act of everything that happened in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um so that fight happens all that crazy imagery uh that that happened occurred in there um and then after the credits we go straight to zemo uh who is in sokovia at the monument um that he was talking about in like episode three episode four something like that yeah, where he's like, "Have you seen the monument?" Of course you haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and Bucky shows up, and there's an exchange of words. I didn't quite get, and and I'm, it. I will probably understand on the second watching, and hopefully you guys can just explain it to me right now. What was the whole deal with him like not having the bullets in the gun? Was that like a a callback to what uh, um, Black Panther did at the end of Civil War, where like he gave up on vengeance? Uh, and was just like, I'm done. I'm going to move past this. Was that a, is that what that was? Was that like a don't kill anyone rule number two showing like progression of Bucky's character? What, what were they, was it all of that? What were they going for there? Do you think? Where he, where he dumps the bullets out. Well, like, he, yeah. I'm not sure. He, like, he shot him, but there was nothing in it. Meaning like he right, was like, done with vengeance, I guess, or done with. I think, I think that's, I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious that's what that symbolism was especially considering that he tried to kill himself at the end of civil war right mm. where you know and the punishment is not his death the punishment is him like living what with what he's done i think that um i don't i don't quite understand the whole like slow-mo bullet <laughs> bullet drop yeah it was kind of weird I, I feel like it was like sort of like we're at like this is hey i'm like i'm not even i didn't even have that shit loaded dog i don't like I mean, you you'll face justice on the raft. Like I don't I I don't truly know what that was about. I also was hoping like maybe someone knew like oh that's a flashback to uh this movie where mm-hmm. a thing happened. I uh, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people. I in thought chatter... it was like. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Bronze. I thought it was like he kind of motions to the gun at the beginning of that scene, and he's like, you know, you yeah, understand what needs to be done. Or whatever, because I think he made a very big character judgment considering like, oh, yeah, he's got the gun in his hand. He's still a killer. And I think him holding the the bullets was more like, yeah, you know, it, it, it was more of like, a, you don't know me. Like he finally kind of like outmaneuvered Zemo a little bit there because Zemo has been one step ahead of them this entire time. Right. Yeah. Like he's kind of and I think like that was Bucky's moment to be like. Yeah, you don't know shit. You don't know me. Mm. You thought because I had the gun in my hand that, you know, and it's like at any point I could kill you if I wanted to. That was the other thing I took away from it. And I haven't. So I'm not the killer you think I am. I thought it was twofold where it's like if, sure. if I wanted you dead, you would be dead and you're not. So stop saying that this is, you know, Sam is a different person than I am, that I could never be that. Like, because if I wanted to murk you, I would. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. And thankfully, they did not kill him because I'm looking forward 
to the scene where he escapes from the raft. But yeah, like that, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward well, to that scene. Said, Can't he already wait. said uh, before the, the Dora Milaje showed up, he's like, yeah, I've got a plan. And uh, we'll figure it out. And then they show up and they're like, we're taking him to the raft. And I was like, you motherfuckers think that he's not already figured out how to get out of there? He's got the, the blueprints minute, in his head. <laughs> the minute they weren't like, we're going to we're gonna take him back to Wakanda, I was like, no, nah, this guy's already free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's already free. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, uh, you know, that ties into the idea that Ross runs the raft. The Thunderbolts are run by Ross. Zemo's going to the raft. That might be a thing. Julia Louis Dreyfus shows up. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, I, I do want to mention the 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 scene with uh, once again with Walker in front of the. Um, they don't really say like what the the committee is. I guess the committee is maybe how they refer to it. Um, An oversight, something of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Another, yeah. The council. Another amazing scene. Uh, incredibly mm-hmm. acted by Wyatt Russell once again. Um, and I, I love the fact that he was just like, you motherfuckers made this, like, made me. I did everything that I did because of y'all. How do you, like, and and their way of, like, the nod to that was like, yeah, you're, you're just going to be dishonorably discharged. You're not going to jail. You're not going to have any military rank after we kick you out. But, like. You get no benefits. That's no the benefits. biggest move of all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and. It, it was like the parallels there to the real world are just uh, so, yeah, it was a lot. It was a, a great, uh, a great scene um, and, and very well done by both the writers and, and the actors all involved. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I love that entire moment. And then after that, while he's sitting there talking to his wife and they're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, Mr. Dreyfus shows up. And by the like, way, just shout out to his wife really quick. Yeah, I love the way that Walker's wife, she does a thing that I do quite frequently, which is like how to get through stressful shit. She's like, all right, let's just break it down. Step one, do this. Step two. And I was like, yeah. yo, that's a Jesse Cox strategy right there. <laughs> get it, lady. Get it, lady. Yeah. Oh, that's such like a very solid life advice, especially coming from your wife where she's like, dude, I know shit's messed up right now. Like, let's just first thing we do. Let's figure it go out. Talk to your dude's family. Like, second thing, let's go do this thing. I'm like coming in clutch like all right good support system yeah i love this yeah i, I hope that, fascinating i hope that she sticks around enough to be like that moral compass that lamar was right like he needs her in his life more than anything right now uh in so many ways but sure we'll see right like i, I don't know uh well the next episode might be a little bit uh stressful i guess we could say yeah we'll find out yeah yeah um, but yeah, Miss Dreyfus shows up, or as she's called in this show, uh, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Big Which nerds also, know that name. I think, I think her appearance also leans towards Thunderbolts. Yes, I thought so too. I thought, well, yeah. because it, and it, I went and researched because I didn't know that much about this character or who this character could be. And there's so many different things that she could be. She could be like the yes. next Madam Hydra. Uh, she could be like the head of the Thunderbolts. She could like fill Ross's role. Um, mm-hmm. She could just straight up be like some CIA person. Uh, there's a lot going in. Well, yeah. apparently I did. I had to research too because I was like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. Yes, I was. And I, was I like, thought it- she was Nick Fury's girlfriend. 
that's what I that's what I remember her as. And then so I had to like look some stuff up too because I was like, isn't that Fury's main squeeze? Yeah. And it, it it was yeah I was but apparently like so I thought she was a shield agent. But then apparently she crossed over or she double crossed shield to be mm-hmm. in Hydra. But then she double crossed Hydra. And I mean, her specialty is putting together teams like yeah. that's something because she did the femme. She's put together a team before. I'll just say that okay. she's it's I think it's I think it's the femme um, femme. Is it femme, femme force? force? Oh, what, goodness. That's what someone in my chat says. I, I, um, I remember her putting together a team. She's done so successfully before. She's like one of those that really, even when she tell when we find out what she is, we can't take that mm. at at like face value because she will probably betray that if her character is anything like what it is in the comics. Because she just and then I I also remember her flirting with um people in the comic books and like Nick that being like a big issue with Nick Fury. Cause she's like she's a she's a femme fatale, which yeah. probably makes 100%. sense. One hundred percent. Femme force. She yeah. could also be a scroll, right? <laughs> like, that's that's another mean, thing. Yeah. In the comics. Like in the comics, you she's can a say fucking... that about anybody. <laughs> yeah, but like I think she had a bigger role uh, from what uh, I was so reading. But yeah, apparently the the re- I was like she came out of like they pulled she came out of nowhere. Yes. And so I I in doing the research, I think she was supposed to be in, um, we we were supposed to know who she was first yes she was supposed to be in a black widow she is in black widow apparently that was supposed to come out first so that when she shows up in this we'd be all be like oh and so i think now everything's a little reversed but i'm fine going oh once she shows up in black widow. yes same here same here i'm fine with that um but it was definitely the type of thing where i didn't know that was coming i didn't get spoiled by the fact that she shows up in the show so like watching last night and both me and i were just like fuck why is why is she in this <laughs> what the hell is she doing um she did make such a no, cool entrance too oh incredible entrance and it's just like the uh, the essence of cool when she like hands uh the wife the like card and then keeps talking and then there's nothing on there's the card. like nothing on the card i was like <laughs> it's just a black and white card <laughs> like, uh yeah it was it was mm-hmm. incredible um yeah so the the what i was gonna say is she, i think it was people magazine or something from like a year ago she actually hinted that she would love to be a disney villain and at the time i think those scenes had already occurred or she had already filmed those but she didn't say anything she was like yeah i think it would be awesome to just be like in uh, disney and be a villain or something like that um and so they like dropped that hint literal years ago and no one caught on to what you know who knows what that could be um but if she's a villain, then I kind of am with uh, Bronze here, especially if she's talking to, like, quote-unquote U.S. agent. It's got to be some Thunderbolt shit, right? Like, or or some, like, deep CIA shit where he's going to run a bunch of, like, black ops stuff for her. I don't know. But even- well, and the conversation she has leans towards that, too. Yes. Because she says, wait for my call, almost like she's putting something together. Otherwise, she would have just told him right there, right? So that, that right. to me, leans towards the team. Number two, she literally says, like, I mean, you did you you did the right thing. They just didn't want you to do it in public. Like, what if you just keep do, fighting the good fight in private? Like, I 100% think she's, she's putting together a team 
and that he's going to be a part of it. I think the question is whether she's Hydra or whether it's going to be some Thunderbolts type of thing. But there was a small period of time in which the Thunderbolts operated out of Raft. Yeah. So it could, I mean, Zemo's already there. He just got sent to the Raft. Now we've got, you know, uh, uh, the Contessa talking to uh, John Walker. That's two members. I mean... It's true. It's true. And uh, we yeah. saw Baltrock uh, show up at the end of this, but we'll get to that, right? Like he was a member of Thunderbolts as well. And maybe even is, Sharon shows up in there as well. Who knows? Is Hydra officially gone in the MCU? Are they ever? Like he cut one I off mean, and... I mean, very one... true. But I feel like the way they're telling the story... I mean, as much as I want to like a Madam Hydra, I feel like at this point, like even Zemo, I don't. It's like, look, we're not going to deal with Hydra. I don't know. I don't. I, I have no idea where Hydra stands in this universe. I feel like the assumption was that like we took them down because they were Shield, but maybe there's a, another Robot Man. Who I like don't know. <laughs> I have no idea where it stands. Yeah, but I'm I'm curious to see what they do with it because they keep. They keep mentioning Hydra over and over and over again. I get Hydra's a huge part of the, the universe, but it's also like one of those things where they keep dropping like Hydra hints. It's like, well, all right, where are we going with this, guys? Yeah. Where, where, where well, I mean, WandaVision Hydra? had Hydra in there as well. So I almost yes. feel like they're moving back towards it versus away from it. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is is I, I feel like if Hydra shows back up in phase four, the like the power level has to be escalated right they can't just be like some fucking governmental goons right they mm-hmm. they got to have some like big hitters some heavy hitters they got to be doing some shit um for it to otherwise mean anything because if not it's just going to be like oh great hydra's back five seconds later okay hydra's dead let's move forward right like they, they gotta and have some clout the current thunderbolts that we have are not they'll like you know, Walker and Zemo will never be Hydra. It's just not like in their characters in the MCU, they're 100% anti Hydra. They're not going to be like, we'll let it slide this time. Like, no way. Those two dudes hate Hydra. Yeah. So, like, I don't, you know, the comics are clearly different, but the characters we have in the MCU are like, you know, I would, it wouldn't make sense if suddenly they're like, ah, you now work for Hydra. They'd be like, oh, what? I don't know. Although it could be interesting that it's like we're forcing you to work for Hydra. That could be like worth the. I don't know. Who knows? F it. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows? Regardless, she's a great actress. I love uh, anything that she's been in uh, outside of, you know, I, I'm not the biggest Seinfeld fan. I loved her in Veep. Uh, I thought she was amazing in Veep. And so I'd awesome. Uh, love to see more of her and probably will see more of her in, uh, in the MCU for sure. Uh, after that scene, um, we get the, the potentially biggest moment, I think in the episode when, um, there's a little bit of a dialogue between, uh, before the scene, a little bit of a dialogue between Wilson and Torres, um, who kind of ling- leaves the, uh, the wingsuit with him to fix it, which might be kind of a nod to like, Hey, you're, you're the new Falcon now. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see what's in. See what happens in the next episode. Maybe it's going to be like a, a fusion, um, mm-hmm. which we didn't talk about at all in the opening scene, but the combat that Falcon utilized with his suit being like in a enclosed space when he was like tripping up Walker or something like that and sliding around on the ground. Awesome. That type of stuff was yeah. great. Um, they, mm-hmm. I feel like they finally 
figured out how to make Falcon not just like a guy that can fly. Like that's a superpower mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, so he leaves his wingsuit with Torres, uh, and then he goes and visits uh, Elijah with the shield. Um, and just a remarkable scene um, where, like, Sam is just kind of, like, there and doesn't... He's there to, like, push Elijah through that scene so that he can say the powerful, meaningful shit. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought it was just... It was incredible. Like, we get to learn... Everything that happened to him, we get to learn the fact that, like, it's all so fucked up. Um, and he makes, they don't even, like, tip the hat at all. They just flat out say things that's like, oh, no, this is why this is important to say this shit in the real world. Like, <laughs> there's no uh, subtle messaging. It's just, like, blunt, right in your, right in your face, uh, awesome dialogue the entire scene. Um, and I think that, for me, was, like... Yeah solidified uh is probably the best scene thus far in the show uh, i thought it was super well done jesse i see your I, head I, spinning and bronze go ahead we'll, we'll let jesse's head spin for a sec more <laughs> sure sure i think like the the one of the saddest things with that isaiah said that oh isaiah not elijah I mean, sorry. yeah that's like that rooted in reality is tell when he said that they told him they were giving them tetanus shots, but yeah. it was like we act like in America. There's actually a history of things like I'm sure Jesse can speak to that better because Jesse has a history background. But there's like stuff like that that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Sure, like experimental drugs given specifically to like you know the black community and Native American communities, stuff like that. You know that it's like what what the hell? Like you know it's like super messed up. And so give like addressing that in the MCU, I think is, is good because I feel like one of the big themes of this episode is like, how can we, it's, it's about legacy. It's about acknowledging, like, how do you wipe that shield clean? Mm. You know, if we're not willing to talk about the bloody history of something, how are we going to wipe the blood from the shield? Like, I feel like that scene with, Isaiah was like beginning to at least unpack some of that, which is like, because I, I know a lot of people are like, so what, what do we do then? Like what? Just no Captain America? Just get rid of all? No, it's like, but how can we make this better if we don't acknowledge what already happened? We can't. But if people get upset at the acknowledgement, like we, there's just no way to move forward from here. So I think it was, I think like that scene was important and I think it informs like, Because I think if, okay, sorry, I'm like all over the place here, but I feel like if they had just had Sam have the shield, people would have been like, oh, you know, he didn't even earn it. Steve just gave it to him. You know, he's not even Captain America. We want Steve back. Fuck this guy. I didn't even like Sam, you know? In so many ways, too, I I think you could take it a step further and like the real assholes would say oh disney just made captain america black because yeah that's diversity that's woke as higher. fuck right like, yeah yeah that's what i and thought so- the entire <laughs> thing was the nail on the head where they even quite up say like you know uh, they're not gonna let captain america be a black man like he, he quite literally says that in the show uh and yeah, the fact it was that like they a did nod it, to it's like people. holy fuck <laughs> like they're yeah, not they fucking around. Yeah. They yeah. Quiet part loud. Yeah, in a lot of ways. 
Because there's a lot of people that like have said that about comic book characters in in like the comics where it just doesn't like where even if there's a reason and it makes sense, people still get upset or say that it shouldn't be that way. Like Captain Marvel exists. So there's space for Miss Marvel to exist as well. And it's like, oh, they made Captain Marvel, you know, a Pakistani girl or any time. Like there's like this natural passing of the torch. But when you have other characters like trade mantles or switch off or you don't get that same backlash. But if it's a character that doesn't match the race of the OG character, then it's this big it's this big debacle. Even though we have, like I said, that torch passing all the time and it's usually not a big deal. And so I think them saying like, or or Isaiah saying specifically like, oh yeah, they're never going to let Captain America be a black man. And that the reason that they accepted Steve Rogers is because he had blonde hair and blue eyes and, and how upset that makes Sam in that moment. Because Sam's reaction is immediate defense. I think it was like, that's fans immediate reaction. It's like, well, I don't like Steve because he's white. And it's like, but sometimes confronting your bias of like, well, why are you so hard set against Sam for no particular reason? Yeah. Give him a chance and then be mad if you hate it. But just give him a chance. Like it's it was a it was a really powerful scene. I really liked it. Yeah, I agree. Jesse, that um, that historical context that you were talking about, bronze, like is one of the reasons why right now it's so incredibly difficult to get just the black community in general in the United States to like, hey. Free vaccines, y'all. They're totally free. Just come on in. And they're like, nah. <laughs> and, and like, contextually, you have to understand that for years and years and years, the United States was like, yeah, we'll just test it on the black soldiers. Or like, like, or just like people in a hospital or prisoners or whatever. That's like just the thing we did because yeah. that's that's what the U.S. did. Um, And so I think that being part of the history of a character who was a super soldier who they're like, first up, we're going to lock his ass up. We're going to like test on him repeatedly, try and like find the serum. We're going to hide his like wife from him. We're going to say he's dead. Just we're like, going to hide his wife's death. Everything fucked up like, that you could think of. <laughs> yes, like quite every possible terrible thing. Yeah. So when he says, when he says no self-respecting black man would ever become Captain America, when he's flat out just says that, I think that's like, it's it's a very powerful sentiment because I feel like a lot of people, you know, believe, and this is this goes for a, a, people across the spectrum of of people who live in the United States, uh, color, race, religion, uh, you know, whatever. Um, a lot of people are like, why would I ever want to represent the U.S. government in some way, right? And because that's what Captain America is, your representation of like the the United States, and so them saying to uh, you know like to the viewer. Like, dropping this bomb, like, why would Sam want to wear the mantle of Captain America um, goes to show, I think, a lot of great things about Sam as a person as well. Because he doesn't see it as as a negative thing. He recognizes all the terrible shit that will come by wearing, you know, the outfit. But he also recognizes, like, what a great opportunity it is. The sort of, like, like, I mean, even even the scene later where Bucky is waking up yeah. and he sees the two nephews playing with the shield and it's that vibe of just like you have the opportunity to create something for future generations to look up to i think that's what sam sees and it's kind of like that whole like you know the past sucked but we have to move towards the future and i have to like we're opening doors and it's like you know the whole episode i think is a very powerful statement about you know what it means to be a superhero uh, especially today 
right? And I think they did a great job. And I just, I, it's so crazy to me that this is um, what they did be, for this story because it's a very, like, this whole series has a lot of very powerful things in it. But the way Disney slash Marvel does stuff is fascinating because truly, if you don't see any of this, and we go from the end of Endgame to, let's say, the next movie, where I assume Sam's going to show up as Captain America. It really, you know, you'd miss this story, but if you hadn't seen any of this, you'd still be like, oh, well, at the end, Cap gave him the shield, and now he's Captain America. Right. Like, the way they tell stories, yeah. like, well, we've, it's a good we've point. added, you know, even with uh, WandaVision. Like, you don't need to see the WandaVision story arc to, like, appreciate the movies. But if you did, you now are like, ah, I know more things. And I love it's I love the way they're doing the expanded universe on Disney Plus, where it's like, we're gonna give you something, but if you miss out, it's not gonna like affect the big picture. And there's not gonna but if you've seen it, you now appreciate what we're doing with the rest of it, which I think is what a good expanded universe should do. It shouldn't be like, yeah. you know, like sometimes now yeah. video games release <laughs> the story for the game in a book. And then you play the game, you're like, I have no idea what's going on in this game. They're like, well, did you read the book? I think that's garbage. I think it's like a terrible way to tell a story. And so I'm glad Disney's just like, we're going to tell you like some good-ass stories, but you don't necessarily yeah. need them to be a part of this universe. I think that expands things to everyone who, you know, no matter what age you are, you can appreciate the, the MCU for what it is. And so I, I noticed that as we were going through. I was like, oh, yeah, 100%. Sam is, is going to be Captain America. But if you didn't see the story, you would just be like, yeah, he got it from Cap, and I'm cool with that. And you're moving on. It's it's interesting. It's very well done. They've done a good job with if you know the beginning and end points that they can still do stuff in the middle. Because sometimes if you know how a movie's going to end or how a show is going to end, it's really hard to do stuff in the middle that's impactful. Yeah, but they've, yeah. I feel like they've they've had conversations that are, quite frankly, difficult to have but needed to happen. And, I mean, they even mentioned the Red Tails yeah. And, 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 and I, I was like, I remember here, like I've watched, I watched a lot of like world war two documentaries. I remember hearing it, but didn't like quite recall and looked it up and yeah, the, they they're great movies. They're great movies. Lines. All I'm saying is, it is, watch it is fantastic. And the planes of the, the tales of the planes were painted red so they could identify them. They would go deep into enemy lines. And that was the, the Tuskegee regiment, you know? And what's crazy is like from there, if somebody was like, what is the red tails Isaiah's referencing? They would get a history lesson that quite frankly, they probably should have. But it was also a unique parallel in that he talks about how these people served bravely and came home and had crosses burning in their front yards, which is kind of, you know, not to make it back about John Walker, but like, it isn't a lot of this, isn't a lot of this, this last episode about how we use people as, as guns to point them at other people. And then when they come back, we don't have a use for them anymore. Yeah. We discard them. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. Because yep. Walker is 100% abandoned by the very same people who trained him, who taught him protocol, who repeatedly threw him into these heated situations to where now he's traumatized. Now they don't want him anymore. They've stripped him of his of his pension. They've stripped him of all of his benefits. They've taken everything from him because being disassociated with, from him is the best is the best thing for them. Right. And they did the same thing with Isaiah being not being affiliated with him hiding him hiding that legacy was the best thing that they could do so we're seeing it happen like in real time we're seeing how quickly the people in charge discard like the people that are no longer useful to them or that are inconvenient versus confronting the ugly truth 
which is what should have happened in John Walker's case. It's what should have happened in Isaiah's case. And Sam is doing the work to confront that, which is actually really admirable. I think it 100% makes him worthy of being Captain America. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there was another, uh, you know, that I, the more that I watch these shows and, and talk about them with you guys and, and listen to what chat's saying, I'd see uh, the parallels between the rest of the MCU are just insane. Uh, Mabulon in my chat says the story that, uh, Isaiah describes about how he saved his friends. He left, he escaped from prison. When he heard about it, he went and got them all back and then they locked them up. It was one-to-one to the same exact yes. story that happens in the first Captain America movie. He yep. got imprisoned for 30 years. Steve became a hero. Yep. Like that, that to me is, uh, thinking about that is just like so crazy, uh, and so mm-hmm. well done. Um, that they're still making that, that, like subtle callbacks to everything to frame a, a bigger image, right? It's so yeah. well done. That entire scene is is very it, it, like you were saying. It isn't just like we're gonna, you know, beat around the periphery of of sort of like uh, the history of race in America. It's like we're going in. Yeah. Put on a diving suit. We're diving deep. We're going in, and and. They drop, like you were saying, Bronze, they drop all these little things where it's like, if you want to look up more, it's there. Like, you can look up more, and you can dive deeper. And I think that this was a great scene. But also, the minute this scene happened, I, I just, like, the world we live in, I was like, oh, boy. I'm going to log on to Twitter or some shit and see people be like, I didn't do that. Let, let me explain to you. And I was like, I knew it. The minute it happened, I was like, oh, no, here we go. Because it's difficult. It's like hard for people to accept that like, hey, maybe, maybe we did some really messed up shit. <laughs> like people are like, never. I, what? <laughs> no. It's like, y'all, let me tell you about MK all. Like, you know, you're like, let me tell you about what America has done. Let me tell you the crazy shit we've done. People, you know, they don't want to accept it because it's really difficult to think about. When yeah. you like are taught as from a young age, especially as kids. Bronze, I don't know if you ever had this uh, fun uh american uh edu- like third grade first grade where it's like yeah i i went to school here for before i moved to india so i've i've gone to american elementary school it's hilarious okay. all right oh yeah i wasn't i wasn't sure when you had your like because you always talk about like well you know when i was in india i did this so i'm like i'm not sure yeah. when your schooling was different but like, was like middle school high school but elementary school i did here and i, re- so, uh, I so remember of course you know that it's like we our founding fathers were the best people ever. And, you know, it's crazy the way they teach kids, but it's like simple, right? It's like super simple and children understand it. Like good people made our country and we are yeah. good. And we're the and best. So you don't have to think and, too much. Yeah. yeah. And then I went to like nope. middle school in India. And the first thing they said is like, Christopher Columbus is a bastard. Let's talk about that. And I was like, <laughs> well, Thanksgiving, you know, because in Thanksgiving in America, when I went to elementary school here, I shit you not, we made like... Half of us dressed up as pilgrims, half of us dressed up as Native Americans. We made things out of construction paper. And then going through the Indian school system, they were like, Columbus was a freaking idiot. He landed on a country that he thought was, you know, India and and, and the name of the people there, India. And they just basically laid it all out. And they're like, all of these settlers were freaking terrible. They bothered the heck out of the native populaces. Let's talk about that. And it was like, wait, but what about like Pocahontas? And it's like, yeah, that was an underage girl who was taken advantage of. Let's talk about Sacagawea too. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, interesting. And I, think, yeah. I think that's, that's part of why 
scenes like this are important because it's it's something you have to talk about, but it also goes against like what a lot of I understand why, especially older Americans have a lot of like pushback because they've all been taught the same damn thing their entire life and now they're being told it's different and it's like Whoa, you're telling me i was lied to i refuse to believe that and i think that's a you know it's it's something where where it's sort of like an intersection point uh in this country where it's like let's talk about like things that happened the real like the i'd truth. rather i'd rather not <laughs> you're yeah. like well we're gonna it's have to eventually y'all yeah, and, and the here, here's the craziest aspect of all that. The fact that, like, we're discussing this because of a fucking comic book show from Disney in America is just like... Well, comic that's, books that's also... always been political, y'all. Have you read it? Oh, I know, I know comic Please. books have, but, like, in that just blows my mind that it's a, like, comic book yeah. adjacent MC. Like, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Crazy. Comics are always like on the forefront of stuff like this and they can, you know, they'll, they'll say what needs to be said. And I think that's super awesome. So, yeah. Well, after that, uh, very impactful scene, uh, it's, I thought it was almost like it, it was so, so much of a stark contrast that they go from like this incredibly, you know, emotional, like very important scene to like, Let's go build a boat. And like, here comes the happy music. <laughs> like Everyone's returning home. And the rest of the film is just like kind of upbeat. Uh, it, was it was like a, a Ford weird. commercial in yes. a good way. Like it was yes. like a pickup commercial. I think they, I think it was very much like, what makes America good? Even though we got a bad history. Yeah. Friendship neighbors building a boat, <laughs> drinking beer, Bucky hitting on Santa. Yep. Like with like the beautiful, you know, like scenes they were showing like America, we still love this place. And I was like, it was almost like it was like, hey, we just talked about some heavy stuff. It's okay. It's all right. Here's a breather. Take a breath. Yeah, yeah, look at this community come together and build this. Sorry for the song. I don't. To me, no, it, it's uh, right. it really was, man. Don't be sorry for that song. Yeah. That was that's the best that... part of this podcast so far. That should be our theme when we come back next episode. <laughs> America, it's so great, and Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So Sam goes home and uh, helps fix the family boat. Uh, he calls a bunch of his uh, sisters and. Our sister's friend, his family's friends, I should say, because um, their mom was was very much like the neighborhood mom. Um, and he even quotes that as like, that's what a sister's role is. Um, and then uh, as he's like getting help, they do the classic scene of like, well, how are we going to lift that from the truck? And then all of a sudden the shit lifts up and it's revealed to be Bucky there. And the guys are just like, what the fuck? How the fuck that guy do that? <laughs> Look at his fucking arm type shit. Bucky's uh, like, I'm here to hit on your sister, Sam. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, yeah. He gives him like a wink. And then he goes and hits on his sister the entire time. I was time. here for it. And I it, was like, the entire episode, I was like, nice. The first time he <laughs> says, hi, I'm Bucky. I was like, I didn't know Sebastian Stan could spit game in this way. My it, goodness. It was so well done as well. Because like, he says, hi, I'm Bucky. And then it just pans over like on the left side of the, the screen you see Sam just like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's looking at the two of them like, oh, you son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. It was really, really well done. 
Uh, it was the, <laughs> the perfect like comedic relief uh, that was needed in that moment. Um, I, I don't know if it's a, a movie trope or, or I just have lived movie tropes, but there's something <laughs> incredibly funny yet like heartwarming and sweet about like the friend hitting on the sister. I would hit on my friend's sister all the time, all the time. And she would reject, she'd reject my ass all the time, all the time. She'd be like, go away. But like, I would always do it always. And I feel like the minute it happened, I was like, these boys are friends, like genuine, good friends. And they try to pretend like they're not, but damn it. They super are. And I love that. I think him showing up and, you know, experiencing Sam's life and like getting to see like all his cool family members. Bucky was like, Maybe I can find some peace down on the bayou. <laughs> yeah. When he wakes up on the couch, that was like a big deal. It, it was so real to life, though. Like, who who among us has not like s- helped a friend with a project, gotten late, and been like, you know, I'll just sleep on your couch. Yes. <laughs> it was so cute. It was so wholesome. I loved every part of it. And then it mm-hmm. ends in that beautiful, you know, where they're about to paint over the words, and they're like. No, you know, like we gotta. This is we our have history. To, it, it's it, not it perfect. Suck. Yeah, it might not yeah. be perfect, but this is our history, right? Like, the, but if we paint over it, that doesn't fix it. We gotta fix it, and just this is it. You know, that was beautiful. Yeah, there's there's something about the fact that up until this point, Sam and Bucky, their entire relationship has been, you know, like how there's there's everyone can relate to this. Everyone, there are friend groups. There's always, like, the one friend that when they're not around, everyone is kind of like, man, yeah, remember when uh, that guy did this thing? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone, like, relates to that one friend because they all met through that one friend or something. That's Cap. And that's who Sam and Bucky were, the two guys who were like, remember when Cap did this thing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I think it's the first time that they're like, they don't need him there to be just, to want to hang out with each other. Right? It isn't, you know, like, when there's a call, you're like, yo, hey, are we doing a thing? And everyone's oh, I didn't, I didn't hear from Steve. Like, oh, okay, click. Instead, it's like, you know, we can do something if you want. Like, I think that's what just happened in this episode, and I love that. I love that it's like, yo, we're friends. Like, yeah, let's build a damn boat together. I'll drink a beer. I was like, yeah. okay, okay. It show. was also right. just like, I came from such an authentic place, because have you ever been the person where you're someone's childhood friend, and then they have the friends that they make in college or in adulthood? Mm-hmm. Bro, that's such a weird dynamic. Because if you're yeah. the new friend, it's weird. If you're the old friend, it's weird. Like it's there's it's so like like it's not like you're jealous or but like you have such different context for who that person is, and you have such a different bond based off of whether you became best friends with someone in adulthood versus the friend you've had forever that will always be your friend that you maybe don't hang out with as much anymore. And I was like, that's Bucky. Bucky is like the, the the childhood friend that he doesn't really hang up with, hang out with now. And then, you know, Sam is the new friend. So there's like a little bit of like, oh, like you kind of replace me type of feeling there. But uh, man, the way they navigated that was so cool. I yeah. loved it. I I didn't realize the uh, like, I guess, impact of having Bucky wake up on that couch and not have a nightmare. It was it was like potentially like the biggest deal for him was that he felt safe enough at Sam's place that like there was no nightmare. He just woke up to like the two kids messing around with the shield. And he was like, of course, like why wouldn't they fuck around with the shield? Right? Like it's fucking Captain America shield. Of course they're going to do that. 
And he was just like, I love that he doesn't yell at them. Yeah, he doesn't yell. He's just he doesn't like, get yeah. mad or say put that away because we've seen how protective he is of that shield. And in a later scene, he says, "This shield is my family." So yeah. when you look at it through that lens, the fact that he sees these kids like playing around with the shield, dinking around with it, and he's like, "Hey," he doesn't say, "Hey, that's not a toy." That's his family, and he's still like, "Yeah, this is where it should be. That's fine." Yeah, you know, in the in the hands of children having fun versus in the hands of a, somebody murdering somebody with it. Yeah, it was definitely a uh, <laughs> definitely a big deal. Um, it, it kind of the same sequence of events, but pushing the 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 I guess the timeline further the, of of what we can talk about. Um, the training montage was like. I don't. I, it was a. It was like they were playing. I, I looked at it as if they were two friends throwing the football, playing frisbee. When they were like chunking the shield at the different trees, and then like the other one would catch it. Uh, it was definitely like two buds tossing a, uh, the baseball outside in the middle of the street type deal. Uh, <laughs> there were so many parallels to oh, just like shit. <laughs> that whole moment as they're talking about everything, uh, and like Sam says that line, like the shields. You know, family to me, or the last was it the last family I have left? Is that what he said? I forget the exact line. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and like Sam goes into the uh, into the like counseling role, um, and in a lot of ways, in that entire moment, it was it was so much of a character change that I was a little bit there was a little bit of a like shell shock to it when like. Sam literally becomes Captain America in that scene with what he's saying, where he start like straight up counseling Bucky and saying like, "Hey, you got to stop. You got to actually make change. You got to like stop fucking around and saying sorry for yourself and say sorry for these other people." Uh, and it was so much of a different uh, Falcon than it was like ten minutes before. Um, and I think like that moment, like sure he's putting on the suit at the the teaser at the end and all that stuff, but like I think at that point Sam was already Cap. Like, or he's already cap. He's he's already of the mindset uh, through that entire training montage. Uh, that was very well done. Um, and like, I also really liked like in that scene. It's like a very small, subtle thing, mm. but Bucky just like every single time catches the shield and tosses it back. And I feel like every single time Sam has like a like a moment where it 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 feels more natural in Bucky's hand, and he still gives it to him because it's like that same thing of like it's not strength. It's not super serum that makes Captain America. And then that, especially with the, with the, with that conversation they're having, like you were saying, where he's like counseling him, it's that wisdom yeah. that makes the Captain America. Cause when they're bouncing it back and forth, Bucky is like catching it with ease every time, tossing it back. And you see Sam kind of like catch it. And it's like a little jarring every time, but it's still like, He's still the better Captain America. And then it ends with him handing it to him. Like, yeah, this belongs to you, even though it looks more natural in Winter Soldier's hand. Yeah, the, the symbolism of that is not lost where it's like Bucky's been, you know, aware of the weight in a lot of ways. And like, this is Sam, like taking on the quote weight of that shield, right? Like you could definitely read into a lot of that scene for sure. Jesse, I know oh, you've been jumping. You know, I wanted to jump in. Yeah, no, I, I like how totally wrong I was about the initial setup piece of Bucky dealing with the father of the guy that he killed. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, Oh, you know, the, the, they, they do the exact same thing in WandaVision where they set up a plot where it seems like on paper, Oh, I know what's going to happen. It's going to be some big Epic something. 
But in reality, I think very much like what happened in in in, in this show, um, it's very much more on an emotional down to like this was a conversation like, dude, go back and talk to that guy. Like uh, there is no like, and then Zemo kidnapped him, and now he it's not like no no no. Just like go have a conversation with that man and like clear your soul my dude and i was like that's such a different uh direction than what i thought we were going and yeah the exact same thoughts with the last two episodes of wandavision where i was like i know where the show's going nope i had no clue no i didn't think this is where we i did not think that we would have a a battle of wits between two visions like that kind of vibe i was like didn't see that coming love it and this idea i love the same where it's like i would love to see him go back and talk to this man because I know this dude's gonna be so heartbroken. Let how is this gonna play out? I, I think it's I think it's a fascinating way to handle things in a comic book universe where it isn't like and then we battled for a thousand years. Like it's not that. It's like just go have a talk. Just go talk it out with this guy. Yeah. Like go you know say you're sorry and like make amends and do whatever it takes to like get past this. Oh yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Um. You, you mentioned the the idea of like going back and talking to the uh the father of the the person that bucky killed um he also just if you think of the parallels between i think it was the first episode when bucky is talking to the therapist and she says like when was that like do you have nightmares uh blah 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 and like he kind of skirts around it and like isn't a hundred percent like straightforward with it in this moment with uh sam sam's like he's still having those nightmares and he just goes all the time like immediately um which i think kind of shows the growth between uh the two of them thus far in the show and that's even uh, further highlighted by when they are like done with the training montage and they do this whole like yeah we're you know we're we're a little bit more than like co-workers but we're not like we're not a team like they do that whole uh bit essentially um, which I think was very well done and, and uh, funny at the same time. And then the big moment for me was when Bucky is walking away and Sam turns back to the camera and he's got his shield uh, on the side. Uh, and that to me, like, I didn't even need the suit at that point. Like the way that they have the shield framed and the way that he's got it, like on his silhouette looks like identical to the Steve Rogers, Captain America. Um, and it was so well done just to have that little moment right there. It was a great moment for sure. I, I, my, my biggest fear though, moving forward, uh, and we'll talk about the, the, there's a little bit more of the rest of the episode. My biggest fear is that like Bucky might not come back to the MCU. <laughs> like Sebastian Stan might, this might be retirement. I hope I'm completely dead wrong, but they're definitely setting Bucky up to be like, hey, I can I can live a normal life, right? Like, I can find peace in this. And I hope that that's not the case. I really want to see more of him uh, as we go forward in Phase 4. But I don't know. I don't know, like, what he does. Uh, we better forward. not get less. I want more. I want a spinoff show of him in Wakanda as yeah. a white wolf. I want I agree. him in everything. Because I was always like, oh, yeah, Smash and Stan's okay. Like, that character's okay. But after this series, count me as Sebastian Stan, if you will. There you go. I just love him. I love him. He's great. Everything. Put him if, in everything. Not less, more. 
if he if he's kind of the like breadcrumb that we follow into the the wakanda series then like that'd be great like as he's the end to that series not necessarily the focus i'd be into that but i just hope he's not done i'll never forgive you I'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> I I'm you know. calling myself a Sebastian Stan. I'm sure I'm not the first person who said <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, yes. Oh, I know you're not. But like you, you saying it, it's uh, heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to me. <laughs> Did you see him drinking a Heineken hitting on Sam's sister? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's okay. very true. I'm not dead, Jesse. <laughs> I have eyes. How do you walk away from that and not be like, oh, my God, Sebastian Stan. No, watching him fix a boat with his big metal arm drinking Heineken's. Not the best beer. Sorry. But, you know, I was like product placement. I was I was thinking of him building our house together while we drink (laughs) Black Butte Porter. You know, I was I was like, oh, this man, I could just imagine him in our yard building a shed. I, I've let, never, you know. I've never been a fan of that character, and after this series, I'm like, he always. Well, that's because in the movies, he always felt like kind of, like, you know, it's one of those weird things where you watch the films, especially like go back and watch, uh, Endgame, and mm-hmm. at the end when all the heroes are trying to like stop Thanos, and like everyone's throwing everything, and then Sebastian Stan runs up with a machine gun, <laughs> like it's so ridiculously out of place. <laughs> Like he's like, I'll stop you with these bullets, Thanos. It looks so funny, and and even like you know, even on the battlefield, he's fighting all these aliens and stuff, and he's just like, it's, it's crazy. So yeah. He, yeah, he always he always had that same vibe as you know, uh, Black Widow or Hawkeye, where it's just like you shoot arrows, but that other guy literally is a giant green man. Like you're so out of place here, and it's just. It's pretty crazy. And so I'm glad they gave him, like, more than just I am Steve Rogers' friend. And yeah. Steve has to look out for me because I'm damaged. I think there's, like, I, I love that they added more to him there. Uh, can I also say, I love that someone came along and uh, trimmed Sam's beard properly. Because go back and watch Endgame. I hate the what they did to his facial hair. It Like, he has... Like a crazy neck line, and like it looks terrible. I don't know what they were thinking, but when he gets yeah. the shield at the end, the entire time I'm sitting there like, who styled this man's beard? I swear to God, I'm about to fight all of them. It looks terrible. And in this show, they were like, oh, he looks like a human and not like one of those aliens from, uh, you know, Star Wars that make the clones with like the really long neck and shit. Drove me crazy. I was like, how could you butcher this man's beard? Go back and watch Endgame. Go back and watch that last scene. His, his like, Face looks like a straight line down. They like cut his beard crazily, and it's always upset me. It's always upset me. And finally, they were like, "No, Sam looks like a human, <laughs> not like whatever the hell they did in Endgame." Oh, it always I, upset me. Be very uh, to anyone watching this live or VOD. Be very careful about typing Falcon Endgame into Google Image Search. You might have the new suit spoiled for you. Be very careful oh, about it. <laughs> whoa, okay. <laughs> Don't do that. I, I Don't think spoil I, that. I think I just <laughs> it spoiled for me. I think that stuff's out there. Um, yeah, I I can see what you're saying about the beard, though. I, I I'm just saying, like, it. it's a billion dollar movie. Yeah. Why can't you make the man look good? Yeah. He's a very attractive man. Why can't they make him look good? Yeah. I was so upset about that. Even the movie, there was like, why his beard cut like that? <laughs> like, that looks so weird. So now I'm so proud that like they did because he did the pose because it's the exact same pose he does in Endgame, 
But this time he looked like a badass and not just like, I guess I'll take it. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you, Marvel. He looks awesome. Like, he looks so, I'm ready. I'm ready for this new Captain America now. I was like, all right, we good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, to continue on, the one, like, if you, if the, the whole show is just like this rise, this is the dip in the, the episode for me. And it's the Flag Smashers. Like, it was just a, uh, I, I had a hard time, honestly, paying attention to it. Um, before we get to that, moment with the flag smashers uh we got a, a little bit of a uh realization or or a, a peek behind the curtain the fact that uh, shannon was the one that hired uh batrock uh the lep the leap i've been saying yeah Sh- what did i say shannon yes sharon sharon, sharon. sorry sharon was the one that hired him in the uh first episode or whatever that was mm-hmm. and now is the one that hired him again to go and uh give the flag smashers some equipment um so does that further push the uh the the idea that Jaron Carter is the fucking power broker or is, is that just It seems so obvious that it's like not fun. I don't yeah. know. Like it seems so ob- of course she must be. But then if that's the case, then all those other things that we've seen so far in the series like aren't even a mystery. Like it's almost disappointing to me that it would be like how did they not figure this out? They were literally in her stolen painting home. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It just it seems like a weird plot point then to write into a story that like there's a mystery. Who is the power broker? Like, yeah. well, if we all knew it was it, Sharon the entire time, then that's not fun. It's definitely the it's the one thing in this show that I'm just like, uh, it it's fine. I don't think it's necessarily bad, but it's just like whatever. Like, it's the least interesting mm-hmm. aspect to me. It's the motivation to get these characters back together to like have this one big, uh, you know, fight scene, uh, I guess, essentially. But the whole idea with like the flag smashers taking over the GRC conference, uh, whatever. Great. I would have rather <laughs> had it be in the next episode. I don't think it, it needed like to, to be- start off. Yeah, I guess they're setting the stage, right? Because, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. final both the final moments of the episode and then the post credit scene kind of even even more push that like final confrontation between everyone um but whatever the flag smash it okay i i feel like they really got screwed over yeah i i feel like they got really screwed over by uh in a weird way by covid where they just had to rewrite the idea that it was not a pandemic type situation because you ask me what their fucking motivation is i have a hard time telling you because they're kind of all over the place um and i feel like the the thanos did nothing wrong crowd yeah, they, I guess ultimately that's what you could go with. Um, I feel like the actress for for Carly is like doing well with the uh, stuff that she was given, but it's not that well written for her uh, in a lot of ways. And so, like, it just comes across a little bit, whatever. It's the least interesting aspect of the show to me. I could really, you know, do without it. But if it pushes the narrative along so that everyone comes together for like the big battle then great sure it definitely feels like everything we talked about before with how there was a clearly another plot that they cut out because it was like ah yeah. it's pandemic related let's re-. it definitely feels like their plot is kind of all over the place and their motivations are a little all over the place and and yeah you can definitely tell just like with all things a lot of edits happened where they're kind of like not really a threat but but their actions are threatening but the way they're portrayed is like 
you know, not really like, no, you know, they're there. They exist as a means to get characters different places. Like, it's very clear that Carly's character exists at this point so that Walker has an objective. Because, like, when he met with the yes. parents and they were like, oh, right, we skipped you, over that. You yeah, killed yeah. the one, you killed the, you killed the man who killed my boy. And he's like, yes. And it's clear he lied. And it's clear he's going to go after Carly and kill Carly. Like, that's very clear what's going to happen. At least in his mind, that's his objective. And so uh, their their storyline exists only to get Walker back out in the field to murder them at this point. It's like, yeah, it's it's. I don't know what purpose they serve other than a vehicle to continue it's, the story into the final episode. It's also a little crazy, too, when you consider the fact that, um, you know, the, the super soldier serum is such this uh, big force in, in kind of the MCU right now at large. And the Flag Smashers have guess now six like super super soldiers yeah but like the show doesn't it's been such a non-factor in the show like it, it they're gonna go fight six fucking captain america super fucking crazy powered up people and it's just like he's got a new suit he's gonna be fine it's made from wakanda like <laughs> it's just whatever I mean, like it should be a bigger deal i feel we did we did learn this i guess last episode but i guess this episode as well like a bullet can still stop a super soldier yeah right you can and i think you know the the good news for sam is that he has wakanda armor so hopefully bullets won't be an issue right but i'm very curious you know what happens with these six people because i imagine uh what we'll see is walker kill like five of them (laughs) i imagine i had to guess that's what's gonna happen (sighs) It would be interesting if Walker just like killed them all except for Carly. And then this is like the end of like, they can't go and like test those people to figure out the super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. how is he going to kill it? All right. I know I this know. is post. What if Bucky just shows team. up with the machine gun again <laughs> and just, just does it again? He's just got his gun <laughs> with like Wakandan I mean, yeah. bullets or something. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so they're all six posted up, and then just Bucky with the machine gun goes in there, and it's it's done. And they're all dead. Yeah, and they all die. And then Bucky's like, "I feel better." That's like good therapy. And then Zemo's like, "You did good," and that's the end. Yeah, from the raft. He's like watching somehow. Yeah, he's like, I I need I need to ask this question. That post credit scene. Yeah. All right. Let me just I I know exactly where you're going here because I had the same thought, but go ahead. They try to make him look so angry and badass as he's making that shield. Mm -hmm. But let me ask y'all. What's he gonna do with that shield? That shield know. looked like he made it out of car parts. <laughs> yeah, dude. All I'm saying I, is, yeah. I thought like, he was making a, a Ford. I thought that was more of the <laughs> America. What makes Americans Americans? And Bucky too. Trucks. I thought that's what he was doing. It was. It's was real weird, man. Yeah, like it's... I thought that was the bumper. <laughs> I I honestly <sighs> was just like, wait a minute, he's gonna show up with this booty ass shield. Yeah. You're like oh, I'm here. Like he's he got a bunch of metal in cans it, and like flanned them out. <laughs> he's kind of a loop. But you, you know what though? Walker several times now he doesn't use the shield right. He never he he did before the super serum, 
But ever since he's had the serum, every like nine times out of ten, when he throws the shield, it just gets embedded in the wall because he's just throwing it with sheer force and yeah. he uses it like a weapon, right? He's not trained. I'm like, pretty yeah. sure this is like a Xena esque, like just this is a big metal disc being flung by a dude hopped up on serum. It's <laughs> not just a shield like he's that he's throwing you know? heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a pog that he's throwing. It's a basically a razor blade, especially him beating that dude, you know, like in the chest with the shield. I'm pretty sure to him. This ain't a shield anymore. It's a metal disc with which he plans to dispense justice. It's just Does it need to be made out of vibranium. Still, it's still like spare parts. It's yeah. so I, there's something he's fucking ridiculous using like a, it. Uh, the goddamn Walker Texas Rangers <laughs> insignia, like the U.S. And it's also insignia. yeah, it's also like even funnier that he's like, I'm gonna make it look exactly like Captain America. Like I want it to look as much like Captain America's shield as possible. Like that's even more well, ridiculous. It, that that fits the line of like I am Captain America, right? Like he's not letting it's, that shit go. But but it also fits the you. line of like how bootleg Captain America yes. he is because yeah. he's like I made it out of uh, car parts. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so yeah. silly. Oh, the minute right it happened, there, and yeah. there's like a slow mo, like yeah, like slow mo sparks, and I'm like, they're trying to make this so cool, but this is literally silly. This is so silly I what just, they're doing I right just now. Thought it was a pickup commercial. <laughs> it was. It was. I mean, he's got to have a shield, right? So, like, I guess they had to show him like making a shield, uh, right? Because he can't just like pick up a fucking uh, door. Like uh, the original Captain America did, it's like a nod to it with a little star on it, right? Like, like a little car door, like yeah, a the little car cabby, door, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A cab the yellow door. cab door He's with like, the red star. Yeah, me. yeah that actually, I, that whole thing was a little bit weird. But I'm not gonna lie. Look, I'm not telling people how to make their Captain America shows, but if Sam fought Walker at the Captain America Museum and Walker picked up the car door from the first movie that was at the museum and use it as his shield, that would be the coolest moment ever. I'm not telling people how to make their movies, oh, but man. that would be ridiculous. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, is someone in my chat, like, steel is very hard. I get it. I understand. It's still just like, I don't believe, I don't believe that, like, Walker is the, like, he's not fucking Iron Man. Right, like he's not making an Iron Man level shield. He's he's a dude <laughs> that like had a vice and like had some welding parts and like you know <laughs> he could put the. I'm no welding master, but it didn't even look like he was welding correctly. I'm just like <laughs> something about it looks off. It, I was like, you know what it looked like? It what? looked here that scene looked like one of those 60-second TikToks of someone making cosplay of, like, an upcoming character for Monster at Hunter end, or some shit, right? Like, at it's the end, badass, he pulls out his, like, blow dryer. and super... <laughs> yeah, he gets his blow dryer. <laughs> Listen, John Walker is the people's Captain America. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> we've, I don't, got, I don't. we've got a bunch of welders in my chat, apparently, and they were bad welds, according to chat. So. <laughs> I love that people like those bad ones. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So that was like it was cool. I get it, but it was definitely the entire time I'm thinking like, fuck the shield. He, Bucky's gonna like tear the shield in half or something. He's gonna like Thanos <laughs> the fake Captain Shield or some shit. It was it was a weird mm -hmm. moment for sure. If he folds it in half, I'm gonna. He could. He better fold it in half. He'd grab it. 
Yeah. Hold it, it like a taco, throw yeah. it on the ground. It could for sure. Um, yeah, someone You'd also be like I spent hours on that. Guys, <laughs> that was my shield. You made me, guys. That's supposed to be mine. Guys, that was the shield I made. Uh that's rude, dude. Come before, on. Before we I do put our the metal in there, guys. <laughs> Before we do our predictions for the final episode, uh, I should mention that also that in that conference, uh, someone in chat wanted me to point out that apparently the GRC are just saying like "fuck the refugees." They're just like outright moving forward and saying "forget them." So, oh yeah, yeah, the one guy literally is just like, "screw it." Yeah, my accent will cover up how much of a douche I am, and you're like, <laughs> "yeah, all right." Yeah, yeah. So that's that. Um, yeah. So final episode Friday. What a, does anyone die? Let's let's start off with the big questions. Who dies, if anyone? Does anyone uh, not make it out? I think we definitely see some super soldier deaths. I don't think we see any big. I think Walker makes it through. I think everyone makes it through. Same. I think. I think like the red shirts will die. Because those characters, I don't even know their names, but they've been there the whole series. So I think that like they want us to care about them. I'll be honest, all those people Carly talks to, I don't care about. Them. I, yeah, I don't. They're just there for all exposition. The, yeah, all there. the flag smashers are dead. I think even Carly's dead. I think you think they killed Carly. I think kill Walker Carly? kills Carly. Yeah, I think I think it's like one of those like shocking like to push him over the edge of like he's mm-hmm. gone off the deep end now, like he's willing to do. <laughs> I just think he said what he was going to do and he's going to do it. Right. Like I, I feel like that can then lead to another, I mean, I think you said this earlier, JP, the flag smashers are kind of like superfluous right now. Yeah. They don't matter to the story. The real story is Sam and Bucky. And then the B story is like fake cap. And the flag smashers are like C story at this point. They don't particularly matter to what's going on. They exist to forward the plot. So I think they're all dead. I think they're all dead. <clears throat> Even Carly? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't I don't know where they would use her I don't in the either. story after this. I really don't. Like I don't know right. what they would do with her character. Yeah. I I really don't know what her use would be apart from like she like maybe Walker as like a nod to uh patching things up with the u.s government like captures her and then says like here's your test subject and then hands her walker or hands her carly um so that they can like continue down that path right because like you know world governments and world militaries are going to try to get the best tech the best weapons and if the best weapon is a fucking super soldier they got to try as best they can and walker's definitely not going to be like test on me right he's going to give them the next best thing which is someone else <laughs> so yeah i could see that going I, there. I mean there's there was also so much conversation about whether or not carly can be redeemed between zemo and bucky between bucky and sam all these things about like what if you know what if she can't come back from that sam like what do we do then like all these conversations i think it's less about how they deal with carly and what carly does next episode which i don't know they we, we got like 20 seconds <clears throat> I think, I mean, that case at the end with the weapons and how her partner's like, what, we're working with criminals now? And she's like, this is what we got to do. 
this is this is our only choice. <laughs> I'm sure that she's gonna do something next time. Because there was like one of the officials, was it like the representative of India who's like, we cannot simply leave those people behind. Watch, yeah. I bet you the only good person there is going to die. She's going to be like, we got to set a message. This is what we got to do. And then, you know, everyone's going to be like, Can we get a whole show of that? you reenacting with accents? <laughs> yeah, please, no, the that's entire great. Show. I'm, I'm, yes, please continue with just the... this, this is what we got to do. <laughs> Poorly. I, uh, you, what, who is this guy here? <laughs> He says, you got to watch out because we got a bar talk now and he's brought us a box. And in the box, these things are going to kill, see? But that's not who you are. I know who you are, Carly. You don't know me anymore. We're going to go. We're going to go to GRC. We're going to go grow it up, see? That's, I need more of this. I need more of this story from you. I agree. I agree. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I think... It'll, it's all in her hands. Yeah. And then John's going to be like, whoa, murder. And everyone's going to be like, you did the right thing. This time they're going to be like, you did the right thing because she was crazy. And Sam and Buck I are think... going to be the only two that are like, no, that's not the right thing. Yeah. I think you, I think you're right. I think like they did the the thing that is like, ah, this person's irredeemable. When like they do something evil and they have that like smile. You know what I mean? Like Carly got the ability to assault the GRC and she was like. I'm so excited to do it. You're like, oh, she's gone. She's dead. She's gone. She's full crazy now. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, she's a villain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Don't worry. I smile at a lot of things I do. <laughs> then she jumped up the chimney and flew away. <laughs> she put on her chimney sweep outfit and took off. She's, she's going to become Mary everybody. Poppins or something. <laughs> We got a goji also. Look, she opens her umbrella and flies away. There's only one Mary Poppins in the MCU. All right. He's already passed. No, we can't I'm, have, we I'm can't so sorry. There him. actually isn't. We can't I'm replace so sorry. No, that character is dead. He lives on. He lives on. He All right, then. Come uh, on, y'all. Jump on me. <laughs> jump on me, broom. <laughs> Fly away. Uh, have a cadaver. <laughs> Wait, is Harry Potter now? <laughs> They're all, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the UK, I think. It's the accent, yeah. <laughs> Hop on. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, you know, the, we're, we're joking about the Flag Smashers, but I'm right there with you. I, it's whatever. I just want to see the big fight uh, between. I, I kind of feel like they're not going to have it. Do you think if uh, in the fight between Falcon, because there's several fights that have to happen, right? Uh, Batroc is there to fight Falcon. GSP is going to go fight Falcon. He's going to lose horribly, but he still wants to kill him. Walker's going there because he wants to kill Carly. Does Bucky even show up at all? Or is he like just fighting a wall or fighting that grandfather or something? <laughs> like, I mean, the show doing? is called I know, Falcon in the Winter. So, I mean, like what, he has he to be there. What is he there to Who does he fight? Is he there just to get I, Walker? Or to stop Carly? I mean, I have a feeling that it's going to be one of those sort of like everybody fighting everybody kind of vibes. Just a big where... fight scene, like four-way yeah, fight yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see that. Like, I mean, even if there's a moment where Carly's like, oh, no, are we the baddies? I feel like <laughs> then she might even fight Bartok. Like, there could be like a whole like everybody be fighting everybody, which is fine. I'm fine with that. 
Who knows? I mean, because then we have the whole Sharon story. Like, what is happening there? Yeah. Maybe Bartok kills her. Like, maybe he's the one who kills her. I don't right? think like, we're going to get resolution of her in this one. No, no. I think that's a continuing thing, which is also yeah. kind of like there's there's no uh, I, I, there's no like I want to say there's no sauce there. Like, there, I don't care at all about Sharon's thing. Unless it's revealed that she is the power broker at this point, which all signs point to that. But like Jesse said, the payoff to that is like, you know, if they frame it with like a slow zoom up and she's like, I'm the power broker, everyone's going to be like, well, yeah, no fucking shit. And then it's going to move on. Right. <laughs> right. Like, it's a yeah. weird. It's so obvious that like, if it is her, I don't know how that's a powerful scene. Because it's like, yeah, no, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we all knew that. And, and a lot of ways I, I. I'm actually realizing now, the more I think about it, that. This episode was kind of like the big episode for the show. And the next one is just like, okay, we got to do this fight. Just like in WandaVision, she got like her character arc finished by like getting a new suit and like coming to terms with her fucking bullshit. Sam's going to be like, nope, I am Captain America. I'm accepting the shield finally. That's that. And like, I don't like I will watch it 100%, but it's not necessarily I don't need that. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not. It's just like, great. I get to see the resolution of this. Whereas in this show, it was like, ah, yes, this shit. I didn't even know that I needed, but it was 10 out of 10. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. But, you know, Marvel sometimes subverts uh, expectations. So we'll see if something crazy happens. Um, what do you think is the what's the like extra scene, the final scene, the the pull away shot of like come to the theater by the way i'm a scroll like what do you think is that I've, type of shit i've been thinking about this for a while because i seem to recall and i could be way off i i have to go back i was actually thinking about like what if i right now go back and look but i feel like that's super disrespectful to you too <laughs> Wait, i was gonna what? be like so in the trailer for this show there's a scene where zemo it's like a white background and he puts on the mask and I can't yeah. remember if that's the scene we had originally in like episode three where he puts on the mask. It had a cloud. It was he was like up on top of that shipping container. So if he put on the mask, there might have been like clouds behind him. Yeah. But I thought there was like a white background in the in the trailer. And now they're like, oh, he's going to the raft. I'm like, oh, the bonus scene is the dude literally just breaks out and is like, ZML's back, bitches. And he puts <laughs> on his mask. And that's like how it ends. I, I, I think, don't I, I don't know. I think if if Marvel like wants to fucking set Twitter ablaze with the final episode with the uh, reveal that Bucky knew all along that Captain was going to tell Sam to be the next uh, Captain America or like pass the shield on or whatever. If the final extra credit scene is Bucky going to visit Steve because like. They haven't like talked about it all. They just talk about him as like him being gone or that he's. You know, they don't say he's flat out dead. And so if Bucky like goes and have a beer with like old Steve or something, he's like, hey, Sam worked out. Good call. And then it just like slowly fades out. Like that would be a like pretty awesome scene as like a final send off to Steve Rogers and uh, Chris Evans. But I don't know if they could do that. They would do his final send off in a show. Hey, that's a great way I mean, to get people to watch the show. I thought he had I one. I know. He I had a whole point of, 
You know, he did. I thought the whole point was he had one. He had his send off, and he yeah. was like, "No, I don't think I will." And, and they're just and he dances so the particular about. Yeah. They're just so particular about what they can do in the shows versus what they can do in the movies. Because even I don't know. Well, they did say that Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be in Wandavision because I was like, they didn't even. They just like gave hints of Doctor Strange. They didn't even right. lean into that. But maybe that was because of the pandemic. So I guess we can't say definitively that that's not going to happen. But I do think they're going to try to hint at everything somehow being interconnected. Yeah. I think I feel like the nod off and this one is going to be some type of some type of uh, add on to like Black Widow or something like that. To Like, like it's a gonna setup be a for Black action. Widow. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. This, that's my theory. In recording timeline, this was after Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah, it was. Because yeah. Black Widow so, was already I mean, supposed to be out. Do you think they're going to do kind of what they did at the end of one? Like, do you think it's one of those kind of setups where it's like, hey, I need to talk with you, Sam. And then he goes in and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. hey, I'm a scroll and there's some scroll shit that needs to get done. Is that like where we're going with all this? I mean, Is maybe. This like, yeah. I hear there might be a secret war or two, wink. Yeah. Is that like kind of the vibe we're at? Potentially. Yeah. I, I you know, we've seen so Contessa has got to show back up, right? It has to be her on the raft, like some sort of thunderbolt thing or like, Oh, maybe, ma- maybe, maybe she him. calls him to break him out. Like, yeah. That's or, the, like, or she goes to the raft and talks to Ross or like Ross is there and he's like, I'm putting together a team like bullshit. Like I could see that. Um, I, I think the more that I, I considered the idea of Steve showing up, I feel like that would actually quite literally steal the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it, it's too big of a thing for the show to be like Sam becoming Captain America if you have fucking Steve Rogers show up and be like, yeah. oh, shit, that's my Captain America right there. <laughs> I, think, I don't yeah, think they can do that. Yeah, I think it would undermine... I think yeah. you're right. It would undermine him a little bit, especially after that whole scene where he's like you want you want my honest opinion like it doesn't matter what steve rogers thinks of you like that's not what makes you 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 make yeah. you you so for him for to end with that i think that it would be cool I'd i mean i'm it. here yeah. for it yeah. but i think it would take too much away from the message the message they've sent through the rest of this show which is like we're passing the torch you can't pass the torch if they show old you know chris evans and we're all like oh that's yeah Cap. I you don't want that. I think the more I think about it, 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 it has to be a Thunderbolt setup of some sort, right? Yeah, like, that I makes know sense. we're where else are they gonna fit the Contessa scene? Right. Yeah. Why even have it? Yeah, absolutely. It would only make sense in post credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for, it has it has to be. Like they can't be like, and then we'll send them to the raft. Like, like you know, they have all they're dropping all little tidbits to be like, and the post credits is is this. And it will be people will be like, oh, what? What's that mean? And then everyone else will be like, it's Marvel Suicide Squad, yay! Yeah. Like, I mean, that's you know, that's fine. That's you know, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it could be a, a mix of things. I I would love if they also pushed the Madripoor story more. I don't know, like, what that big thing is. I don't know what that could be. I think it if again if we're in the in in the idea of like breaking Twitter, if they somehow maybe show a country uh, starting with an L uh, towards the something else over there, like I don't know, uh, what are you referring to, JP? <laughs> like that would be fucking great if they go down. What do that you path. mean? I think that's too what soon, of, though. What, what kind of country would it be? <laughs> 
Would it be some sort of European country? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. What? Perhaps. Like a very small European country? It could be very small, yeah. Yeah, I think that could wow. be. They need a doctor, though, to really uh, be at the helm of everything, I believe. Is, hold on. Is he a real doctor, though? Is, Is Dr. Just Hooper like a, a real doctor? <laughs> Touche. You know? uh, uh, chat, <laughs> I was just reading this. This is actually, what if Torres is the uh, post credit? And of he's like, putting I'm on the Falcon suit. now. That'd be that would be a little fine. anticlimactic. I think he's going to come in during the final fight. <laughs> I love, it, like, cool I love Torres. Yeah. I like him, but they have not spent nearly enough time with him for us to really care. I think this last episode is when they're going to get to be like, he's kind of cool. I hope we get to see more of him. But we have not spent nearly enough time with him. I mean, we did in the first episode or two. Yeah. After that, we haven't seen him. So if if the final scene is him putting on a suit and being like, I guess it's my turn I mean, to be Falcon. So many people could be like, oh, that guy from episode one. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I think if anything, he does show up in the fight and that pushes the young Avengers uh, potential. Mm -hmm. And then the post credit scene is the Thunderbolt thing. Right, like that could that could that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I can't I believe that you were just like, what? guys, hold on, hold on. What if it's Doctor Doom? I can't believe that's like, Dude, hold, they, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, they, what if it's just Doctor Doom? There's been so much where it's like <laughs> they show Sokovia, and then it's like, and we're going to Luxembourg. Oh, we're going to Lithuania. <laughs> like, it's it's definitely the Mephisto pipe dream of this show for me, right? But holy crap, you know. It Don't would be fucking stellar. There are six flies, and they appear six times, and you know that Mephisto is the Lord of Flies. Don't do that. Don't don't be like that. Don't do that to this podcast. I refuse to go down that path to you. Oh god! Any Every Marvel Easter egg explained. I feel like that has to be in all caps on this video. Like Doctor Doom teased. You know, like if, with all if of these. Being if like, these videos don't have like us looking like. And then, like, yeah. a red arrow pointing to, like, Here, a circle on. in the Everyone background. Everyone move your cam out so, so Reggie can capture it. Or your, your mic okay. out, sorry. And then we'll make Gotcha, gotcha. There you go, Reggie. That's the thumbnail. You can, <laughs> you can use that as your thumbnail. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome yeah. for that. Now draw, like, multiple little red arrows all over the screen. <laughs> and then in yellow text, say something like, Marvel Universe Explained? Question <laughs> mark? <laughs> Oh, the man. real meaning of Falcon and Winter Soldier? <laughs> mm hmm Yeah. Multiple question marks. Yeah. yeah. Never, 13 reasons why. <laughs> number five will surprise yeah, you. You have to have a yeah, you have to have a number. Okay. 72 Easter eggs we found in episode five. <laughs> 72? That's more work than I'm willing to invest. Yeah. <laughs> that is and it'll always be something that has nothing to do with anything. It'll be like, right here, Steve Rogers is running. See this dog behind him? That's a callback to Cosmo. I'm like, or that's a dog. You idiot. <laughs> I do I do like the idea Reggie already had of uh dragons are really uh aliens question mark i like that one let's go with that one yeah yeah show. i like that too. Uh, i mean look we talked about that at the beginning yeah. i stay with it again i love the idea <laughs> that dragons are aliens i think that's my favorite new trope of, of sci-fi fantasy of course dragons they're aliens i'm like yeah i can get by that, that. Yeah. yeah okay yeah. love it yeah. love it <sighs> all right any any uh other final episode predictions that you guys want to get out 
before we we wrap up 48 hints that galactus is the power (laughs) (laughs) that's really good that's really good That would be the best. And then the end of the post credit scene. No, that's Sharon Reggie. just meets the Silver Surfer. He's <laughs> like, like, I need to talk to the Power Broker. He's like, wait, no, he wait, wait, it's not actually Silver Surfer. It's John Walker covered himself in tinfoil. <laughs> did you make that surfboard out of car parts? He's like, that's right. I did. <laughs> it's like collector seats. <laughs> if that's if that's what I would lose my mind if we all just assume that's who Julia Dwee Dreyfus is, is and she shows up at the end and just morphs into a silver person she's like Galactus is calling you I'd be like what is happening that would be the best twist in the history of all cinema like Julia Dwee Dreyfus is silver surfer I'd be like oh that'd be amazing I'm just losing it at the idea of fucking Walker, man, just acting the shit out of that seat while covered in dead foil. It's saying, I'm the silver surfer. That would be, that's, that is. And it's like all crinkly and shit when he moves. They, they would literally I have to make every comic book character now. Oh my They'd have God. to make a webisode where they're like, well, actually, he wasn't the real Silver Surfer. They'd have to do that. They'd have to make oh, one of those. Like, he just went crazy. Yeah. He wasn't the real Silver Surfer. <laughs> the real Silver Surfer appears in Shang-Chi. He's like, yeah, that uh, kind of vibe. That was real stupid. I can only see Walker with the serious face and that like butt chin. Just wrapped up in tinfoil, man. And like right here, it's got like a fold on the tinfoil because you had to push it in. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, I hope that happens. It's not. It's not how. It's not happening. <laughs> it's just. It's not. There's a <sighs> there's a giant spaceman and he eats worlds. I mean, they're gonna have like, to do it eventually. We- all right. We figured we'd bring that shit up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> it seemed appropriate. <laughs> That's what I want to see in the future, right? Is MCU takes from random characters like Sharon in Madripoor, who, who, who learns of Galactus, and she's just like, "Well, I don't, I don't fucking know. Like, what do you want me to do? I guess I'll put some people on it." Or they go and ask the fucking, they ask Carly, I Carly about uh, Galactus and her take on it. That'd be great. She probably oh. like Galactus is Galactus is good. He's the great equalizer. Wait, she's Irish. <laughs> If all, if all of these Ooh, people join, then maybe they'll Galactus understand what it's like for us displaced folks, you know? And everyone's going to be like, Carly, you can't let Galactus eat Earth. And she'll be like, maybe it's for the best. And, you know, Doctor Strange will be like, I thought my movie was going to be about something else, but <laughs> yeah. I guess we're here now. Yeah. <clears throat> Mephisto's done. That's what it's about. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Carly appears six times. <laughs> and in those six times, there were six flies. Yeah. Yeah. Galactus, everyone. Galactus. Galactus. Carly ate a hamburger in one episode. And you know, Galactus is the eater of worlds. So, all I'm saying is, Carly is Galactus. Yeah. Confirmed. Lock it in. Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Take that, Faggy. We, we figured out your shit. You're yeah, done. we get it now. You're done here. What great writing. 
Uh, all right, I think, I think we're done. We're going off the deep end. Uh, I there will not be a show next week. Uh, we will talk about the final episode as well as the making of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier on the third. So you're gonna have to wait a week for our hot takes on the finale. Um, I guess, but I don't like I. I think the three of us can agree that like there's not going to be any crazy things that happen in the final episode. It's just going to resolve I the disagree. character lines. You think they're going to see some shit? How can you say there's not going to be anything crazy? It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. All right. Jesse's going with wild. I'm thinking they're going to wrap up You're just trying to stuff. unhype yourself because you don't get to watch it right away. <laughs> I know no, what you're I'll, doing. I'll watch it on fucking Friday night. It's not a problem. But I got a hotel room with none to do, you know? That's all I got. Just watch Disney. I, I think something big is going to happen. Yeah? Yeah. What, to yeah, set off the, the rest of the MCU conversation? Yeah. On like a, are we I, talking like big and like the, the cosmic level big or like the fucking mm, the the U.S. political world like cosmic where, level? I, I know that's what I'm saying. Like what what's the big thing? Look, I'm still on the Silver Surf thing. It'd be so funny. <laughs> he just showed up. I don't know if it's gonna. I think I feel like the MCU is splitting almost into two forks, which is the intergalactic space stuff and the stuff that's based on planet earth. Yeah. And I think, I think this next episode is going to tell us what the next, like, you know, big Avengers thing is going to be. Whereas like WandaVision, Dr. Strange are going to show us what the next big, you know, cause like the guardians of the galaxy aren't exactly coming to earth to help with the next big earth problem. Right. You know? So right. I don't know if that's going to be Hydra. I don't know if that's going to be, you know, but I think it's I think it is going to be like, oh, space is cool. That's all great. Cosmic Marvel is great. But there's still stuff that's going to happen on Earth. So let's talk about that. I think it's going to be like a big push, a big nod to like what's going to happen with the next with the next movies based on planet Earth, especially with like the whole Shang-Chi thing. I think that's also going to tie into Madripoor. I think it's going to tell us like what what all that's going to do. Is Madripoor like the nexus of all that? <clears throat> I think, I think, because I don't know why, but like having like, because the, the, doesn't the Mandarin also operate out of Mandrapur? I believe. Um, and we got a maybe. Shang-Chi trailer right before the finale. Maybe. I don't, if the power, if they say the power broker, if they drop like, the power broker is the Mandarin. Like, I'd be like, oh, God. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <clears throat> That'd be kind of nice. Nice. I'd be into that. But then why wouldn't they? But I guess it doesn't make sense because why wouldn't you just use the name Mandarin because it's such a powerful, like, the man, the literal Mandarin. Everyone in the underworld knows the Mandarin. Like, you know, I don't know why they, they call him the power broker. Like, I don't know that that would make any sense. Yeah. I We we didn't discuss it really at all when we were talking about the, the, the Shang-Chi trailer, but, like, they've got a, a, not necessarily a problem, but they've created a struggle with reintroducing the Mandarin after Iron Man 3, because uh, Jesse just did the, like, the voice of uh, <laughs> Mandarin, and it was immediately evocative of, like, that guy just being a fucking joke. Oh, <laughs> it's just me, the Mandarin. Yeah. I've got plenty, of, <laughs> I got plenty of, of birds in my bed, I do. Yeah. It, oh, no, I'm, it. I'm pretty high this entire movie. I got pay. Oh, no, I'm not even the real Mandarin. Oh, maybe I am, but I'm not. Like that's 
Kingsley is like amazing, like a very fun actor. Yeah. But like, I feel like what a wasted character it was. to be like, it's the Mandarin, but not like, eh, it, it was, was kind really, of a cop out. It was, it was. Yeah. Uh, what if like, what if, what if uh, Walker does some bad shit in the final episode? He needs a lawyer and fucking Jennifer Walters <gasps> walks in. She Hulk shows up pre she Hulk or fucking Matt Murdock. But I don't think Matt Murdock would defend him. I think that's more Spider-Man world. Like you get Can Jennifer I ask a Walters, question? Though. Question oh. for the audience. Okay. Does the dude from Rage Against the Machine live at the end of the first Iron Man movie? He does, yes. The guy from the desert. Wait, what? <laughs> what did you just... <laughs> the bad guy, the dude who like is in the cave, the lead bad guy in the cave. Yeah, he lived. Is from Rage Against the Machine, which is, by the way, amazing. An amazing what? casting choice. He is, 100%. Like Tom Morello? And, Who, what? Yes. And, That's and Tom so, Morello? And so um, my question for you is, yeah, totally is. And so my question for you is, if he lives, because he had the Ten Rings, like, wouldn't he be associated with the Mandarin still? I'm, I'm hold on. You're saying Tom Morello was the it's bad guy. It's not Tom guy. Morello. It's, oh, my God. What is his name? Okay. Thank you. Because if you Google Tom Morello and Iron Man One, he definitely wrote the he was the guitar on the soundtracks of both movies. I understand what you're saying now, though. Continue on. I was just about to have like a giant mind blown that like the bad guy in the first Iron Man was fucking Tom Morello because <laughs> he sounded so sincere in what you were saying. What are you trying to say though, Jesse? Because we're confused now. No, I'm telling you that um, the bald oh, guy in Iron Man One, he lives. But I, he's from he's from Rage Against the Machine, isn't he? I'm no, that's you. not Tom Morello. That's a different actor. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Positive, it's him. I'm ninety nine point nine percent. He was a henchman, apparently that got eaten. Oh, he was a henchman. <clears throat> I knew. All right, I'm way off. I thought I knew he was in it. Yeah, all right. All right, I was way off. Yes. Ferranta here is the bad guy. My bad. It's been so it long yet. since I've seen this movie. Uh, for some reason, I just associated him with the movie. Don't know why. Um. Anyway, that guy, that guy is the, uh, is the, the, he's still alive, yes? Yes. Or, oh, it's implied heavily that Jeff Bridges kills him? It wasn't on screen, oh, though. It wasn't. <clears throat> That's true. He does go to that camp and put the little fucking, uh, he puts the earbuds in, the Apple earbuds or whatever, and then turns on the Sonic bullshit, and the guy's, like, veins light up, and he fucking goes, he gets paralyzed. And then I think there's yeah, guns he, that go off in the tent after Jeff Bridges' characters walks out. I am, <laughs> I'm, like, genuinely embarrassed, because I swear to you, for years, I haven't seen the original Iron Man in years, but for years I just assumed that it was Tom Morello who was that character. Like, I just took his face and put it on that character for some reason. <laughs> and so. now I feel like a total idiot because I just genuinely believe that. I genuinely just believe. <laughs> I was like, well, of course. He was the villain. I, I don't know why I thought that. I don't know how it got put there in my head. Here we are. Here we are. I just assumed. And now I have been made the fool. So, you're Fine. welcome, Internet, Sorry. for go joining me on this adventure in tomfoolery. Sorry. <laughs> I, 
I honestly am shook. I swear to you. I swear I thought it was him. I don't know what happened between the time when I first saw the movie and now. I swear I thought it was him. This is like one of those things where, you know, like Berenstain Bears and the Berenstain Bears. And you're just like, <laughs> it's not how it was supposed I swear to you. I thought, I just literally went and looked up like the character. And I was like, that's not Tom Morello at all. <laughs> it's not even like remotely close. They don't even like look similar. I don't know why I thought that. <clears throat> you know what? Uh, t- uh, I, let me create a distraction for you. Uh-oh. Look at uh oh! Sideshow collectible I got. Ooh. Holy shit! I almost shit. wait. Which one is that? I think I might have bought that one too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty-seven inches. It's a real deal, right mm. there. It's a real deal. <sighs> All I'm saying is that was my version of a smoke bomb for you, Jesse. There you go. It did not work. Now I'm obsessed with the fact that there <laughs> might be an alt universe where I'm correct. <laughs> I'm from an alternate reality, and in my reality, he was, and that's why this is so weird, because there was some event where I was brought, I was brought here, and now that's why it's so different, right? All I'm saying is, there's the potential that I'm right. <laughs> if the multiverse is a real thing, potentially... I'm correct and not the I mean, person. Jesse, I, I don't know what you're... I, we all remember that famous scene where the bad guy in the first Iron Man sings uh, Killing in the Name of right before he tries to kill Iron Man. Well, it wouldn't be him singing it. <laughs> it's true. It would be Zach who was singing it. <laughs> it's true. And Zach wasn't the villain. And then during totally. that, big, that big breakout scene, they don't play I Am Iron Man. They're playing Bulls on Parade while well, Tony Stark's boom, trying to... <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 That was in my version from my reality. It was a totally different thing. And it was weird because he was actually playing the baseline in the movie. It was, it was Multiverse confirm. <clears throat> Multiverse yeah. confirm. All right. All right. My While Iron Man. From a truck and it actually ties into Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My Iron Man was Matt LeBlanc. True. It's true. Wait, are we? Is this now? What? The, That's cursed. Is this podcast is- just going to become like bad casting MCU? Because I'm all oh about my it. God. I'm all about it. Adam Sandler is Loki. <laughs> Think about it. No! Yeah, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Doctor Strange. Captain America. That's Danny DeVito. Hundred percent. Captain America is Will Ferrell. Yeah, it's crazy. Captain America is Will Ferrell. A, yeah, such a great. Like, in my universe. 100%. Yeah. I don't it. get it. You- yeah. Brad Pitt was if Thor. We're, if yeah. we're yeah. doing this, an Ant Man is definitely Nicolas Cage. Yep. Oh yes. Yeah, Confirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Confirmed. Angelina Jolie was Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey was actually uh, probably Thanos. Groot. Yeah, Gilbert Godfrey was Groot. <laughs> oh no, Groot. Yeah, he's Groot. I'm Groot. <laughs> and great. wasn't Winter Soldier uh, Triple H? Yes. From- <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. Yep. Did we miss anyone? Uh, no, I think I think we're good. Rocket Rack Silver, is Jack Silver Black. Surfer yeah. is uh, Wyatt Russell in Tinfoil. Uh, confirm 100%. <laughs> He's back. Oh, oh the Steve my... Buscemi. Yep. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Chris Rock was Falcon. Was great. Or, no, Chris Rock was Black Panther. Jeez. Oh, Chris Rock was uh, 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 Roddy, right? Roddy. Roddy? Roddy. What? Patriot. 
What? Chris, his his friend, Iron Man's friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, War Machine. War Machine. War Machine. Iron Patriot. Iron Patriot. Yeah. 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 Can't ever remember if it's Roddy or Rodney, but I feel like Roddy's a better Rody. name because Rodney. Rody. Rody. Yeah. Both yeah, of those are in my universe. In my universe, it was Rodney. <laughs> yeah, you said Rodney, and I. In my universe, Chris Rock Rody. played Rodney. <laughs> we gotta wrap this fucking show up. <laughs> we gotta get out of here before we get drunk. But I'm gonna get a message that's like you're no true Marvel is still fan. Pepper. Yes, Gwyneth Paltrow is still <laughs> Pepper. She's the nexus oh, of this uh, this universe, hundred percent. She's the nexus being, without question. It's not Scarlet Witch, it's her. Mm. And Mephisto is actually in every show. He just plays like a fly or something. He shows up in every scene. Yeah, the Olsen twins both play Scarlet Witch. <laughs> yes, they switch off. They switch <laughs> off. In my universe, the Olsen twins are still very popular. <laughs> Someone in my chat and said the worst cursed comment. They said Ninja is Spider Man. And that's how we're gonna end the show. <laughs> it literally is just him, but like the blue. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. Guys, thanks so much oh. for watching the MCU crew. We're gonna call it a show. We will be back on May question mark. Is it? Wow. Yeah. Oh, May yeah. the 3rd. We'll be talking the final episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, and then wait. Will Black, does Black Widow come out the 7th of May? No, I thought it was June 9th. What starts on the 7th of May for the MCU? Isn't it the What is If what show? If? Maybe it is What If. Yeah, July 9th is Black Widow. So wait, what comes out in May? I don't think anything. <laughs> I don't think anything comes out in May. Uh, How are we going to have a for- job, Jesse? <laughs> Something needs to come now, out. Now, have you May. ever heard of my in my reality? Black Widow's already out, and let me tell you, I'm about to spoil all of it for you. <laughs> Taskmaster, uh-huh. not only an incredible character, but played. By the equally incredible Christopher Walken. It's an incredible performance. <laughs> he dance battles everyone. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Unexpected. When the mask comes off and it's Chris Walken, crazy. Who would have seen it coming? That's true. Well, maybe for uh maybe for May we we watch some of the uh the older movies and talk about those then. I, I thought there was oh, definitely something happening every May week is- in May. May is Star Wars time. Oh, is it like the May the 4th bullshit starts it off with May Bad Batch 4th is Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, May the 4th bullshit. I mean, they Or as the, the kids call it, Bad Bitch, the TV show. <laughs> Bad Bitch. I'd watch that. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be great. I'm down to watch. Yeah. yeah any, any show you want to call Bad Bitch, I'm down to watch. <laughs> I imagine that show would be amazing. Probably be very good. Have to be on like HBO, though. You know, HBO or like Showtime, probably better for it. I'll watch. Uh, So we will be back May the 3rd. We'll talk about all the Marvel stuff up to that point. And then uh, we'll figure out what uh, what we'll cover in the future shows um, between now and, or between then and Loki. But we got to do some shout outs. Jesse's losing his goddamn mind. Bronze started. I am like an embarrassment to myself. (laughs) I mean, it's just.
Bronze, there's some shout outs. Please. Hi, hello, I'm that bronze girl. You can find me on Twitter at that bronze girl and on Twitch six days a week. Um, I've got a new D&D show that we're on episode five of. I just uh, finished uploading it because uh, I messed up the first time. So yeah, you can follow me on all the things. That's it, go. that's all I've got. There you go. <laughs> Jesse, please. Oh, hey everyone. Um, Boy. So much stuff that you can follow me on, uh, on YouTube or Twitch or on Twitter or Instagram or wherever the kids are at uh, these days. Um, yeah, I do all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, none of it nearly as cool as these two, but equally, I'm going to say equally culturally important and relevant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm excited to be here and uh, totally make a fool of myself every single week. Except next week when I won't be making a fool of myself in uh, on the internet. Mo maybe in public, but not on the internet. Maybe so. Maybe so. Huh, that'll do it for this week of the MCU. Thanks so much for watching. Uh, I'm going to continue streaming for the next five or six hours. At least the next three, I'll be playing some more POE. Uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern, me, Jericho, and Gold Glove are going to go on a journey and watch Samsara together. I've seen Baraka before. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's a, it's a journey of a movie. Um, that'll be at 6 p.m. Eastern if you do want to watch along with us on all of our channels. Uh, Wednesday, we'll have Drop Frames. Northern Lion's going to be joining us on that. Tomorrow, probably POE all day. And then Thursday, I'm out for a week. I'll be back the following Wednesday uh, with another episode of Drop Frames. There will be no MCU crew next week. It's just going to be uh, me on vacation slash getting married in San Antonio. These two fuckers will be here as well. Or be there as well. Uh, and, you know, maybe, what, when do you get, Bronze, you don't get until Saturday, right? Yeah. Jesse, when are you getting in? Friday night. Are you guys going to watch the episode before then? What if we watch know. the episode on, like, Saturday night or something together? That would be kind of cool. Could do that. Great. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, all right. Sure. Okay. All right. You've talked Could me happen. into it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not, oh, we're not going to record it, but we might watch it. Maybe. Who knows? We'll figure it out. We'll let you guys know. That'll do it for the MCU Great. crew. Thanks so much for watching. Oh, also, big shout out to everyone who's already following us on Twitter. Twitter.com says MCU crew. We post uh, weekly updates about the MCU, uh, and we'll most likely getting uh, more of those as we move along, as Reggie has command of that uh, account now. Also, anyone that's been listening to us on podcast formats on like iTunes and Spotify and all of that stuff, and uh, especially those of you that leave reviews over there, especially the kind-hearted reviews. You guys are great. Keep doing that. We love you so much for it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, appreciate you helping us uh, get the show out there. That'll do it, though. We're going to get out of here. This is going to be an hour-long show, guys. We racked in almost three today, so let, let, you know, let's try to, try to trim it down. Let's try to... Really rein it in next time. No more conversation about Rage Against the Machine and Iron Man 1. Jesus. I thought we were not going to bring this up anymore. I thought we were moving on, JP. Uh, it's sticking and we're going to mock me for being very, very wrong. <sighs> very wrong. Insultingly wrong. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. We're out. We'll see you guys next two weeks from now. Not next week. Have a great rest of your week, though. We're out of here. Bye-bye. Can't believe Rage Against the